Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Uh, there's certain stuff that, you know, we just really need to watch. <laughs> so, oh, God. Oh. Boys. Oh, what? See. How was your week? How was my week? My week. My, my week was good. My, my, my half an hour of my life today, I will never get back. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I went into on Wells Fargo and I saw that Straight Talk Wireless whacked me for 50 bucks. Okay. Now, there was a time I was paying for Bella's phone that she had with her mom. And I had enrolled in auto pay, but then Carm started paying and I never got charged. Right. And after Christmas, as I told you guys, I added Bella to my plan uh-huh. and got her a new phone. So I call Straight Talk to cancel the auto pay. And I get, do you have the PIN number? No, it's not my account. But you're set up to pay. Yes. Well, what's the PIN? I don't have the PIN. It's not my account. Okay. Do you have the phone number? Yes, I gave him the phone number. Okay, can I send a can I send a a, 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 a code to that phone? No, I don't have the phone. There is no phone. Okay, well, uh, we need to confirm the account. Fine, no problem. He goes, what's the phone number again? I give him the phone number. Okay, can you give me the last four digits on the card that the payment was made? Sure. I gave him the card information. Okay, yes, I see you were charged forty-eight ninety-five yesterday. Correct. Now I just need to confirm an account. No, we just did. No, but I gotta send a code to you. No, just stop charging my card. Correct, sir, but I need to send a code to the phone so that we can verify the account. There is no fucking phone. The phone is no more. <laughs> it ceased to be. Bereft of life at rest in peace. Correct. Okay. I still need to confirm the account. We just fucking did. I gave you the phone number. I gave you my card number. What more do we need here? I think this is a Miller thing because didn't he have a similar situation with his dad? My dad did. Now, now, then I'm like, I'm like, look, because Carm is on straight talk. Hey, uh, if I give you the number of another person on this plan, can you send the code to them? And I thought he said yes. So I text Carm. Hey, Straight Talk's going to send you a code, blah, 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 blah. Send it back to me. Okay. Now, I said, can you send it to the phone? Yes. And I gave him the phone number. He goes, no, I can only send it to the phone number that you gave me originally. That phone doesn't fucking exist. Stop charging my fucking card. Here's, here, 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 here. go ahead, finish up. Anyway, it got to the point where... He refused to stop the auto pay. I had to call my bank and get the runaround from Wells Fargo to stop an auto payment for Straight Talk Wireless. They absolutely refused to cancel the stop payment. Well, here's the thing. You can fix this. You can fix this. How? Don't go with fly-by-night wireless companies. I, I didn't. Well, that doesn't fix anything. Yes, 
No, that's you go with a reputable company well, like AT&T. That's like saying you know, yeah, you, know, you know. That's what, who I have. You know how to fix your headlight? Yeah, don't hit a deer. Well, no shit, don't hit a deer. <laughs> right. I, but it doesn't fix a damn thing. It may it fixes everything. <laughs> I just, I mean, we we verified. It's it's, it's, it's called a preemptive fix. We uh. we verified the fucking account, and he refused to get it through his thick fucking skull that the phone is no more. You can't send a code to a phone that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, but this is a guy probably making minimum wage in a, in a cubicle. He's not... He doesn't care. He's not beholden oh, to no, you. I, I understand your frustration. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> They're trained to say that. I know they are. Wait, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Mr. Sits behind a fucking parts counter all day. That's do not you, all I do. That's all you do. No, it's not. <laughs> do you not say the same shit to your customers? Yeah, that's a placating thing. No, I actually don't. Yes, I, you do. Well, I don't I, say it like I, that. I always and I always say I am but so Jesus Christ. I am so sorry for your inconvenience. I'm not fucking sorry but for your inconvenience. But at least I fixed the fucking problem. I yeah. fixed the problems. No, you have one of your fucking <laughs> lackeys fix the problem. No, cuz when it gets to me, I got to fix the problem cuz that means somebody else fucked up. No, <laughs> he gets one of his lackeys to fix the problem. I don't think he has any lackeys. Oh, I got four lackeys. You See? Have, you have lackeys? Actually, I have Oh. Eight lackeys, <laughs> if you count the drivers. All right. So, uh, what? How about your week, Bill? It was great. I mean, I I got to see Tom Brady um, get Ooh. his ass handed to him by America's team. Oh. And it wasn't one of these. We're going into the five minutes in the fourth quarter, and it's it's nearly tied up, and all the kicker needs to. No, 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 no. They beat their asses handily. And I was smiling and grinning. And I made a deal with Ryan. I made a deal with Ryan. Um, now, this is the best. This is the best. Be respectful during this game, and I'll be respectful during the Eagles-Giants game. So he pretty much kept his mouth shut the whole time, which was awesome. And the kicker to it, he's going with his grandfather during the Eagles-Giants uh, Eagles game. So I don't got to worry about hearing him anyway. Oh, my no, God. No, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> Speaking of kickers. <laughs> what the fuck is up with the kicker from Dallas? He he got nervous. He was, he, he had the yips. Wait, wait, the best thing that I heard about that is the Cowboys almost ran out of kicking balls because everyone was so far right it missed the fucking net. Oh well, but all I'm gonna say is this weekend's game. Mm-hmm. There needs to be communication between the three of us in the group text. Oh, there will be. Oh, there fucking better be. Because all I want to see right now, the, the main reason, not, not because Bill is a, a Dallas fan. I want the Niners to be Dallas just so they can show up in Philadelphia and knock the smack out of the Eagles to shut all those fans up, including your son. Hang on. I want something different, though. Huh. I want Dallas to win. So that they can take on the Giants. I don't want the Eagles to even beat the Giants. Well, you know, I want that, them to be stopped would, now. That would be better. That would be better. That would um, be better. Honestly, I think the Eagles because, are going to beat the Giants because then the Giants would have to come to San Francisco. I think the Eagles are going to beat. Yeah, because the the Niners are a higher seed, so they would get the home game. It. Yeah, but but the Niners aren't going to win against Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they are. You're getting ahead of yourself. No, yes, they are. You never do that. Yes, they are. Anyway, my. Ooh. I had a I had an interesting week, um, for a, for a multitude of reasons, only a few of which I'm going to go into here. 
Um, I did two jobs today. Actually, hang on. Let me rewind to yesterday. I started my day going to Scranton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From Scranton, I drove to Lebanon. That's a hike. Yes. Today, I could have topped it had I wanted to. Did you get fresh bologna? No. <laughs> I don't like... Oh, no, I don't no, like Lebanon. No. He visited Beirut. You, I, I don't you, like Lebanon. You went to Lebanon and didn't pick up any fresh... Oh. No. And today, I could have topped it. I was in... I was... Do you know where Honesdale is? Yes. I was 26 miles north of Honesdale on Route 191. All right. Uh, uh, I can't even remember the fucking town's name. I was outside of Galilee. I could have spit into New York again. Galilee? Galilee. Not the sea. Not the sea of Galilee. But I was there, and if had I desired, I could have gone... To York after that. Ooh. Yeah, three-hour trip. Yeah, that would have been. No, I said no. Uh, the first job today, my mileage to the first job was 113.8 miles. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> to survey one pole. <laughs> <laughs> and then come down to Tannersville to survey one pole. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you ever think... Uh, like a nearly an eight-hour day can be made from two poles. I, <laughs> well, I mean, depends we, on the on the. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I've but, seen places with eight-hour days on the pole. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean whoa, whoa. with the, with the with the road conditions with the rain and shit today, it was, oh, yeah, it was the was slow going. My one driver today left at a little after nine o'clock. He had Sladington, Walnutport, then had to go to Stroudsburg, do Keystone up in the Poconos, come back through Intelli Heighton on top of Jim Thorpe to all points, down through Neskahoning, out to Pottsville, then fucking Kempton and all a bunch of stops down 309. He got back after 4 o'clock, <laughs> 28 miles left in his fuel tank. Nice. So, yeah, so I, I had an interesting day. But now, before we get into the meat of today's show, or this week's show, when we're going to talk about singers, I got something here I would like to oh, do the formal presentation of the first annual Oh No Not Them Fantasy Football League. You know what? It, it's nice. You can use that as a plug. I give and I will. I know you will. I I, I give. I present to you uh -oh, uh -oh, the trophy to uh -oh. the Munich Schmetterlings. Oh, oh God, this is this is so beautiful. And I also want to uh, say that now, that after this week, oh no, not then we'll be changing its entire format. Uh, for the next thirty six weeks, I will be talking about football, and how I brought my team to the forefront. I'll be giving tips, and. Uh, He's giving tips. No, right. we won't. We will not be changing our format. There is no this, format. Oh, this is a this is a nice heavy trophy too. Oh, look at oh my god! It's just, it's, just remember, it, we'll just take the tip. It's golden. Just the tip. And it's beautiful. And I'm I'm not crying. It's dusty in here. Yeah. This is this is this is I I mean I can't. Oh, it has all the name on it and everything. It's beautiful. It's just oh, the Mariposa Cup. 
I hold it high. Very what? the mar- mariposa cup. Oh my god! Well, since Schmetterling is the German word yes. for <laughs> butterfly, yes. mariposa is the Spanish word for butterfly. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I was that is actually not a bad idea. Is get a cup trophy, and we could literally call it the mariposa cup. Yeah, in honor of the inaugural champions. Oh, oh no, no, yeah. no, because no. no, I don't want to. No, what you? I like the idea. No. Look, it, it cradles so beautiful in my hand. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, before we do get started, I, late in the day, uh, did you see who passed away? No. Dave Crosby. Oh, yeah, I did I did see it, but think about yeah. David Crosby passing away. Yep. Um, oh, shit. In other wild oh, yes. news today, that came out today. Tuesday. Oh. Uh, no, wild news that came out today. Um, you remember a few months ago when there was the shooting on the set of Rust? Yes. Yes. I heard Alec, about it. Uh, it was announced today that Alec Baldwin is being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Him, him and, and the... Uh, and the prop master, What do they I call armor? Yeah, the, the prop. The, well, no, there is. there has to... If You have to have a... a like a legit armor yes. on any movie set yep. where you're using guns. Um, but yeah, the I guess the armorer, the prop master, and Alec Baldwin are all being charged in this, huh. and rightfully so. Oh Ac- yeah, accidents do happen, but it is a culpable accident. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. S- yes. Now I feel bad for Baldwin because I'm damn sure he was just going about his shit. I don't hold him accountable, you know. But still, some he was the producer, and from what I heard, there were he multiple, pulled the trigger. He did pull the trigger. He didn't know there was a live round in there. But from what I heard, there was also multiple offenses that people tried to bring to his attention, and nothing was ever done. Yeah. So there, it, it was just a a, a a lot of shit. Yeah. Um. What, what were you going to talk about uh, about Tuesday? Uh, that wrestler died. Okay. In the- yes. Um. Jay Briscoe. Real name was uh, uh Jamin Pugh. He was one half of. One of my favorite tag teams, the Briscoe Brothers. Right. J- uh, him and his legitimate brother, Mark. Um, they were 13-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, multiple-time IWGP World Tag Team Champions, Impact Tag Team Champions. Every tag team title around other than WWE and AEW. Um, he passed away Tuesday afternoon uh he was in a he was involved in a car accident two car accident a two car crash reportedly um jay was driving he was driving he had his two kids or his two daughters in the truck with him yes and a woman crossed the center line in another pickup truck and impacted them head-on killing herself and jay instantly and uh jay's one daughter had to have emergency surgery to try and fix a spinal problem because she was at the at you know at, as of yesterday she was still paralyzed. Oh. Uh, terrible, terrible tragedy. Um, th- you know, nothing but positive thoughts for the families and mm. you know, for the families and friends and the other fans of the Briscoe brothers. Um, Jay Briscoe, uh, this this is one thing that kind of. Uh, 
kind of, I, I was wondering last night watching AEW why they didn't do a Briscoe, a Jay Briscoe tribute show. Uh-huh. Because Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, also owns Ring of Honor. Okay. Yeah. So they had a nice graphic for Jay. Yes. At the beginning of the show. And some of the wrestlers who had worked with him in the past had Jay Briscoe arm bra- armbands on. Yeah. But normally, like when Brody Lee died, um, Tony Khan did one of the best tribute shows I've ever seen mm-hmm. in, re- in the wrestling business. Normally, there's some sort of tribute show. From what... Like, they, did not, they didn't do any of that. Okay. They didn't have wrestlers talking about, you know, Jay and his impact on the business, which was substantial. Right. And n- nothing like that. And come to find out... Um, Discovery Networks, who owns TNT, disallowed it. Get the fuck out. And I'll tell you why. Oh, my God. Over 10 years ago, Jay Briscoe put out some tweets that had some homophobic slurs in them. Okay, this is over 10 years ago. (laughs) And because of that... That is the reason that the Briscoe brothers were never signed to AEW and never appeared on AEW TV except in pre-taped vignettes. Oh, my okay? God. They never wrestled a match for AEW. That's why. However, directly after the AEW episode last night was the premiere of Dana White's Power Slap League. Dana what White, are, the president of the UFC, he started a league now for you know that thing. The, the like don't the tell vid- me this is where they stand face to face and yep. just slap each other in yep. the face. Yes, oh, come on. Okay, this is two not not um, not two months after Dana White oh. was videotaping sl- slapping the, <laughs> slapping the shit out of his wife. Okay, <gasps> and then the intro to the show, he says the best part about this is if you have a problem with somebody, you can slap the shit out of them. Oh my lord. That's okay on Discovery Networks. <laughs> but a guy who made an insensitive tweet over a decade ago, we can't have a tribute to that man. The fucking irony. Oh, my God. Fuck Discovery Networks. I, 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 Tony Khan, you should have had some balls and stood up for that. Ooh. So now what they're doing is Ring of, Honor's, Ring of Honor does not have a TV deal right now. They're doing Tony Khan is doing stuff online with Honor Club, which is their subscription service. Correct. And uh, YouTube. He's going to put the Jay Briscoe tribute shows out on YouTube for free. So you don't have to be a member of Honor Club to get them. Yeah. But yeah. um, Rest easy, Jay. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching what you did. This man. And in addition to being a 13 time Ring of Honor world have you a uh, world tag team champion with Jay or with Mark? This man was also a two time ring of honor world heavyweight champion. Mm, okay. So he had a hell of a singles career on his own. And there's an old, old wrestling cliche. Wrestling isn't real, but that guy is yeah. that's Jay Briscoe. Okay. Do yourself a favor, get on YouTube and find some matches with Jay Briscoe. A great one is the fight on the farm match with him and his brother. Okay. They they legit, their family legit owns a chicken farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware. <laughs> All right. Fucking legitimately, they own a chicken farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware. Okay. And their dad, Papa Briscoe, okay, mm-hmm. is just as fucking crazy as Mark and JR. 
and you watch the match, watch the fight on the farm match, they beat the fucking brakes off each other. And they're brothers. Legit <laughs> brothers. Um, I'm going to miss you, Jay. I really am. All right. Oh. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Uh, now, should we get into the meat of the matter? I'm going to have a problem. Go ahead. I have a pen in one hand and the trophy in the other. Put the trophy down. I don't want to put the trophy down. Jesus Christ, he's going to sleep with the fucking thing. He might. I might. Did I? But I might. <laughs> you, you can keep it in front of you. He's going to make sweet love to it. Oh, God. It's, oh. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I never I never thought a man would be so happy about a $12 trophy. You don't know, Bill. I, no, I do. What? I do. <laughs> okay. So now, two weeks ago... Uh, we started this, well, I started getting fucking stupid lists <laughs> and that led us to where we're at now. One of the lists we got was the greatest singers in metal. Mm-hmm. And we had a big discussion about this. So we decided that we're going to go and make our own lists. And these are all completely subjective. <laughs> and this is going to be fun. However, just keep in mind, me being the voice of the people, mine is probably more correct than anybody's. I doubt it. Oh, my fucking Lord. All right. So we... I was working on this up until 6.30 today. I got that. That's, that is how recent... Is that what you were finishing when I... <laughs> yes! Damn. Um, wow. So we've you got... overthought it. We've got... Three separate lists here. <laughs> Bill's got a list. Jim has a list. I have a list. So what we're going to do is we're going to start at everybody's number 20 and work our way up. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Sure. All right. We're going to start with Bill. <laughs> okay. My number 20, it was just fate. This was the hardest spot to put in there. Okay. Because I had so many singers at number 20, but then finally at the at the... Last minute the other day, I finally just realized this guy has to be in there. The the singer from Hanoi Rocks, Michael but, Monroe. Great voice. He yes. was my number 21. Yes. And I just, because of going through all these singers and all that, some of his more recent videos came up. Yes. Hasn't lost it. Wow. No, he still, still got still it. Sing. He's like, still sing. Like, I, I was a fan of Hanoi Rocks back in the day. Yeah. And then the Not Faking It album came out. Yeah. Uh, when we were what? When like? Oh, we were very young. We it were was, in high was, school. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was right before Guns N' Roses. Ended. Yeah, yeah. It was, we were. You know, we were. It was late eighties, early nineties, I think. Um, not faking it comes out, and the lead single. It was. In fact, it was before Appetite for Destruction because nobody knew who Axl Rose was. Yep. But he's in the video for yep. Dead Jailer Rock and Roll. Yes. Really? Yes. Um. Like, that was the lead single off of it. Dead Jailer Rock and Roll. And there's so much good shit on not faking it. Man With No Eyes. Fucking awesome song. Uh, Shakedown. Um, The song Not Faking It. And then, like I said, Dead Jailer Rock and Roll. That is just a sleazy... I can picture Ricky playing at the Cat House. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and he is so many... Singers in the LA scene probably they've oh they bit Michael Monroe's shit like nobody yep. else. But they did not Hanoi Rocks did not make it for for higher than 
they should have. They weren't part well, of the whole. Oh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that that you know <laughs> Vince Neil killed Razzle. Yeah. Yes. But... You don't get my good pen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That is a good one. Yeah, it is. That's why I get it. Okay. Damn. All right, Jim. Who do you got at number twenty? All right. This is the only one that's going to cause controversy. I doubt that. No, no, I, I no, trust me. This is the only one that I think anyone will have a bitch about. And like I said, I went, I went, I went through you, stuff. You got him nervous. No, no. I went through stuff that he's, I listened to. He's reclaimed. I wouldn't put Hanoi Rocks in there because I'm not a Hanoi Rocks fan. But that being said, and I like people with deeper voices like Gritty voices. It's the motherfucker from from. Uh, test dummies. Test dummies. <laughs> no, <laughs> who I is? I can't it? stand that fucking voice. <laughs> Scott Stapp from Creed. <sighs> if he would enunciate, I would give him more credence. But I love. I just fucking credence. love his voice. No, I didn't put focus. I was on gonna. Voice. I was gonna do a, uh, oh, a Scott I... Stapp joke for my number twenty because my one of the people that was in twenty and floated in and out was Bon Scott. Uh huh. And I was gonna start off by calling him Scott. And then ending with Bond, <laughs> just to see if you could, if it was yeah, going to yeah. be Stapp. He was going to fuck with me. Yeah, but I didn't because I I, I could have went like when he mentioned Credence. I mean, I could have went. I didn't go into any classic rock shit. I didn't do. Oh, any I got. Rock. I did. I did. Yeah, I, I would have um, went too crazy. I did. I I my list is a little all over the board, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see that with my number twenty. Um, and this is a legitimate number 20 on, like, fucking Scott Stapp. Holy. Um, my, my number 20... Already one there? <laughs> is Chuck Schuldner of Death and, of Death yeah. and Control Denial. I, I think we all knew that was going to be on there. We were we were talking before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was... And you, you do worship at the altar. And oh. <laughs> oh, Knuckle, knuckle Bones just... Uh, knuckle yeah. Bones is putting out a vinyl, a fucking 12-inch vinyl figurine of Chuck Schuldner. Really? Yes. Guess who's getting one? All right. Yeah, and I might I might actually get the combo pack and get the screen bloody gore. You might as well. Yeah, I might as well. Um, you know, and, and I can expand my altar to include <laughs> not just Lemmy but fucking Chuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chuck Schuldner. Uh, like it, it's if you go through Chuck's career, his voice changed from screen bloody gore up to. Um, un- up to sound of perseverance and individual thought patterns, and into control denied. Mm-hmm. The voice changed. Like you had the like the low guttural Cookie Monster vocals in like Leprosy and Scream Bloody Gore and things like that. And he's much higher when you get up to stuff like Crystal Mountain. And he's actually singing in Control Denied. <laughs> He's not just he's not doing death metal vocals in yes. Control Denied. He was actually he was an incredible guitar player and a very versatile vocalist and one of my personal favorites. Yep. Can't go wrong right. with Chuck Schuldner in my right. book. All right, who you got at 19? 19. This is a singer who Well, yeah, that's what's on the list. <laughs> it better be a singer. I'm going to be a singer, part, mama. Had a great solo career. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome solo career. And also was part of one of the, you know, best bands of the eighties. Okay, oh, I know Van Halen. Saying. I know who he's saying. Number nineteen, Sammy Hagar. Very oh. nice. 
Very nice. Yes, um, I, I, I have th- I have Three Lock Box. I have Voice of America. Standing Hampton. Love those fucking albums, dude. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta hook you up yeah. with his older stuff. I love. Yeah, I, I mean, I have. I have the Montrose album. I mean, yeah. Well, I love. I did not like the period that he was in Van Halen. Right. But after that, he puts out fucking Mas Tequila. Jesus Christ. Cabo Wabo, <laughs> goddamn. I tell you what. I, and the I, stuff with Chicken Foot was awesome, too. And, and his, his new stuff with the circle. Yeah. His new stuff with the circle is fantastic as well. But, and I tell you what, the man does know from tequila. Yes. That Cabo Wabo tequila Wabo. is fucking fantastic. I'm not, I had it one time I, at, I, at my, and I got to say, it, it wasn't bad. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Me and my uh, my dad's my dad had a birthday party at the bar. Yeah. Right? And the bartender was allowing him to have anything he wanted at all, top shelf. It didn't matter. It was all on the house for him. Right? So he gets Cabo Wabo. Oh, my God. Right? Mm-hmm. Bartender puts it down in front of him. He goes, Eric, hey, kid, you drink that. I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Well, I we drank, me and my, me, my old guitar player, Chad Gall, um, we, he was a he was part of Knuckle Sandwich at one point, and then uh, we had a band together after that. We had a we had a uh, party at his house, his birthday party, and between me, him, and another dude, we drank a fifth and a half of Jesus Cabo. Jesus, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, and you don't even enjoy it after that. We drank a fifth and a <laughs> half of Cabo. You talk about a phenomenal <laughs> waste of fucking money. <laughs> And a I, fucking phenomenal the, angle. The, the thing, oh, you ain't shitting. But Chad, at the time, I don't know if he still is. I, have, I I've kind of lost contact with him. He was a He was a uh, a chemist for Exxon Mobil. Oh, okay. So Chad was making serious bank. Yes. And he went and bought a fuck ton of booze for this. Oh my god. And he knows I like tequila, and he likes tequila, and he's a Sammy Hagar freak. <laughs> Sammy freak. Okay. And we, between me, him, and one other dude, we plow, we pounded down a fucking fifth and a half of Cabo. Oh, yeah. It, it was most, mostly in the form of shooters. I'll put that in a glass and sip it. No, it was mostly in the form of shots. We, we, we did, we did do some margaritas. Did you do the salt? And the, oh yeah, lick, lick, lick the salt. Oh, see a good tequila, you should be able to just pound it. Oh, you can, but it's yeah, yeah, all yeah. part of the thing. Like we fucking abed Chad and I one night. Now this is before this incident. We were at our at the drummer for Knuckle Sandwich's house for a New Year's Eve party. Okay, and we've got a bottle of Cabo, mm-hmm. and Jason, the drummer, has a bottle of Patron. Oh, so. Chad and I, being tequila junkies, are sitting there fucking A, B, and Patron <laughs> and Cabo. I don't remember oh. much. I didn't. I didn't make it. I didn't make it to the ball drop. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what was really good. They don't, and they don't make it anymore. It was uh, Corvo Black. Yes, it was aged in in old whiskey barrels. Yes, it was. It was aged in. in yeah, in, yeah. That was that was really good. You see, I, I'm not a fan of Corvo tequila. It's like fucking dog shit tequila when you compare it to Patron. Oh, you're not wrong. And and especially yeah. Cabo. I just don't like tequila. Even even 1800 is like better quality than you're 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 correct. But you're anyway, correct. that's enough tequila. <laughs> or else like we go with tequila all night long. <sighs> all right, who do you got at 19, Jim? I have uh 
remember I said I like nice deep voices. Uh, I got Sean Morgan from Seether. Very nice. Very nice. I right. I am a I'm a Seether fan. Yeah. In fact, now that we've got Tyler playing with uh Suddenly found. Mm-hmm. We're going to be adding like his first request to add a song is "Fine Again." Yes. So we're going to be adding some Seether. You know. Yeah. I love Sean Morgan's voice. Um, I would actually like to add uh, "Rise Above This." That's another good one. I'm a big, believe it or not, guys. I am a big Seether fan. See, I love Seether. I know Seether songs. I'm just trying to remember one. Broken. Uh, the one with Amy Lee. I don't. I'm, I'm drawing you, a blank. If, if I you know the song, if you heard some I know Cedar the song, and if you heard his voice, you'd be like, "Ah, that's who that is." Probably, yeah. Remedy, Definitely. yes, yes. I probably. I know. Yeah, I've we heard had him, this I, discussion already. I know we have. See, but I don't remember these discussions. Oh, yeah. Sean, uh, Sean Morgan, good choice. Good choice. I'm not gonna. I'm. I can't. I cannot pick at that one. Yeah, write that one down. <laughs> number nineteen is the my 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 number nineteen is my first one that is off the wall at 19 i have prince oh yeah i can not see off the that wall at all well i mean from what you guys would th- what most people metal, think I would, I would, no I, I know i know you're a, you're a prince fan he is a huge fan. fan yeah yeah huge fan um i i absolutely love prince's voice the man like all you need to know is Purple Rain. If you listen to Purple Rain, you know all you need to know about what Prince's voice can do to you. Mm-hmm. The emotion in that song. You're correct, but he also got like Ricky all the time. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. Purple Rain is a very good song. Prince was one of the when he was on SNL. That's one musician I didn't fast forward through. Right, because it's he's, he is that good. Yeah, oh yeah, and his Super Bowl halftime show, the best was one the ever. Last. Good halftime show. Best one ever. They need another one like that. Yeah. Hell, I'd even be down with a hologram of Prince for that matter. (laughs) Okay, we can do that. I'd be down with it. Uh, All right. Who you got at 18, Bill? 18 is a singer. Jesus (laughs) Christ. He never sang as far as I know, but this is a voice of a generation. Okay. A whole generation. You can, when you hear this voice, you can smell him. Joey Ramone. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I'm smelling Marlboro Reds, yeah. cheap beer, and sweat. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. He was... I, I was watching a video on Facebook yesterday, and then it went to an interview that he had on the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah. And he was talking about... There was like a rift between the Sex Pistols and them. And the one time uh, they were over to England and Johnny Rotten wanted to go backstage and meet him. And they all pissed in his beer. <laughs> well, came in and gave know, him the beer. It, it's almost like you would think that Johnny Rotten's a dickhead. Oh, and yes. Johnny Ramone was a dickhead. Yeah, well, I think that whole, the whole punk scene, I'm sure. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure the Ramones got into more than a few scrapes at CBGB's. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, by all by all accounts, Joey was a sweetheart. Yeah. By all accounts, Joey Ramones was a sweetheart. The two you had to worry about in the Ramones were Johnny and Dee Dee. And yeah, and, and yes. the Ramones is one of the few that they mean they made punk mainstream. Yeah. Even though, like everybody knows Blitzkrieg Bop and I want to be sedated. 
Yeah. But when you get into like a lot of the deeper the deeper stuff. Oh God, beat on the brat. Yes. The KKK yeah. took my baby away. Yep. Fifty third and third, which is my even, favorite yeah. Moen song. And even Pet Cemetery. Yes. I just listened to that yep. today. <laughs> I mean they're beautiful songs and it's it's a voice of an entire generation. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean I my I I, I love the Ramones. I love that love that. Great pick. Yeah. Great pick. What do you got at eighteen, oh, Jim? Well, you got a star. Go ahead, pet your trophy. Uh, you guys might know of this band you might not um i just his voice is i i just think it's incredible um andrew stockdale from wolf mother oh yeah i'm not a fan the joker and the thief right yes yeah yeah i heard Woman. that <laughs> it, it it's like go ahead well no that's that but yeah i i remember when i when i saw guns and roses the first time um, in Philly, they were opening for Guns N' Roses. And everyone was like, who the fuck's Wolfmother? Fuck you, I'm going, I want to see Wolfmother. Yeah, I like I like their, their sound. They do have, they have a very distinct, late 70s sound. Yes. Very Zeppelin-esque. Yes. 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 Um, their Greta Van Fleet before Greta Van Fleet came along. Fuck Greta Van Fleet. It, thank you. I fucking hate Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, well, they're... I wasn't a fan of Zeppelin the first two times, first three times. Jesus Christ. So, oh. yeah, yeah. These Wolf Mother to me was Zeppelin part three. Yeah. Because you had Zeppelin, then you had Kingdom Come, then you had Wolf Mother. Now you got Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of silent lately. Yeah. Thankfully. Know. Yeah. They, they hit. They, well, same with what, yeah. what? Are you talking about Wolf Mother or Greta, no, Van, Greta Fleet? Van Fleet? No, Greta Van Fleet. Thank they, fuck. They hit they're like a. Opening thing. for Metallica. Oh. Well, yeah. Now, well, now I'm not or going they, to see Metallica. Or they did when they when they played in Vegas. Yeah, they I did. Thought, yeah, yeah they did. Five Finger Death Punch and yes, who else? Well, on one night it's Pantera yeah. and That's Mammoth. It, Pantera, and, Pantera, and Five Finger Death Punch are going off. Other yes, nights. and yeah. the other nights, uh, the other one with Pantera is uh, Mammoth WVH. Yes, Wolfgang Van Halen's band. Yes. and Ice Nine Kills is the other one that's with. That's correct. Five Finger Dick Punch. Yeah. So Dick Punch. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, okay, so you got Andrew Stockdale from Wolf Mother. Yes. You're 18. Yes. My number 18 is one you guys would have th- probably would assume I was going to put way higher. Getty Lee of Rush. No, uh, I think I think I think 20 is high for everybody. Well, I, I like. I mean, but yeah, I, I I honestly to myself I can't believe I ended up pushing Getty Lee down this <laughs> yeah, far. That, that is that is odd. You know, I get Getty Getty's voice is it's super distinctive. It works well with Rush's music and it's one of those voices you either love it or you hate it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the most polarizing voice in rock and roll or one of the most polarizing voices in rock and very roll. distinctive. I don't, know. I don't think I hate it, but I don't love it either. I'm just I'm just I don't. You're a, you're a rare yeah, bird. It's then. like I just if, if like, you know, that um, limelight comes on. Yeah. Yes. If limelight comes on, okay, it's on. There it is. I, but I'm not going to turn it off. I'm also not going to turn it up. Right. Oh, I'm going to turn it up. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would turn it up too. Uh, but I mean, the the that limelight is one of my favorite Rush songs, and like the the story behind it, that's one of uh, that's one of Neil Peart's most introspective songs, mm-hmm. um, and it's all summed up in one line. All, or actually one one passage. All the world in me is a stage and we are many players, performers and portrayers. Each another's audience outside the gilded cage. Yes. Okay. So he's talking about his life on stage. And then 
Neil never did meet and greets. Who was the, before you say that, who was the main songwriter? Lyric, lyrics. Neil Peart. Okay. Um, Neil wrote most of the lyrics for Rush. And there's a line in there, because Neil never did meet and greets, because he has social, he had social anxiety. Okay. Okay. He never did meet and greets. Oh, that's why he had that whole fucking drum set. See, he couldn't see anybody. <laughs> well, no, well, that plus he, cage. he used it all. Um, uh. But there's a line in Limelight. It says, I can't pretend a stranger is a long-awaited friend. Yes, I do remember that. And that's about his yeah. anxiety. Because, like, if you bought the, the meet and greet for Rush, you met Getty, you met Alex, 99 out of 100, you weren't meeting Neil. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And Neil, like... Later on in Rush's career, Neil was even to the point where he wasn't riding on the bus with the guys. Really? He would jump. He would go back, take a shower, get on his motorcycle, and head to the next town. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Who was the one that punched out somebody? That was Alex. Alex? Yeah. Okay. That was Alex. Alex knocked the dude out in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got arrested, I remember. Yeah, he got arrested for that. that. It was him and his daughter and his son-in-law. And somebody, I guess, started some shit with them. So Alex fucking cold cocked them. <laughs> yes. And he's, he's such a nice Canadian boy. I know, you know, and why do, I mean, you hear so many things like that. It's like, like, whether it be a wrestler or a singer or somebody, they're in a bar, somebody's going to start shit, and then they're gonna, somebody's getting their teeth knocked out then. Right. It's like, just, you know. Yeah, if you don't got something nice to say, go sit in the corner or something. Yeah, exactly. Go up, ask for your autograph, and then fuck off. You know, there are people that I I generally don't like in like between the music industry and like, all that. If I saw them in a bar, I'm not gonna go up and say, "Hey, asshole!" No, I'm <laughs> no, not, I'm not that guy. I'm just gonna stay away. Yeah, like it, right. Like if if I if I ever ran into certain members of certain bands, I'm just gonna ignore them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I don't care. I, and I've done it at wrestling shows. You were there. When I fucking totally just like, uh, when Riddle asked if I wanted to meet Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah. Who's that? I don't. Yeah. He, he's a British wrestler. Okay. And everybody swings over him his nuts and says he's the greatest technical wrestler in the world. I think he's a no-selling, no-talent oh. fucking Was hack. that that skinny guy? Yes. Oh, okay, I remember him. Yeah. Riddle's like, yo, bro, you want to meet Zack Sabre Jr.? Nah, Matt, I don't fucking like that guy. <laughs> But anyway, right. who do you got at 17? All right. Number 17 is a singer. <laughs> okay. Now, it's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got 17 more to go. So Son of a bitch. Fucking a. Anyway, no. For sure, this is um, female. Okay. Her vocals are are breathy and pained, and oh. you can feel it in them. Okay. In this moment, Maria Brinks. Very nice. That is yes. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Maria Brinks. I, I fell in love. Uh, strangely enough, I fell in love with her when her, I've heard the song "Whore." Uh-huh. But I, <laughs> but but the, the, their song they do like they do Blondie's "Call Me." Yes. And oh, and there's some stuff they did with uh, Lizzie Hale and Taylor Momsen. Yes. They did some things together, mm-hmm. and she is. I mean, her vocals are absolutely. It's it's that that pain that that angst and. And also, she, I mean, they put it all out for their live show as well. Yeah. I mean, their live shows are crazy things to watch. Yeah. Not not Nashville pussy crazy, but crazy enough. I've never seen one of those shows. Oh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're wild. Yeah. Nice. Maria Brink, very, yeah. very underrated singer. Yeah. Um, she's, she's fantastic. Oh. All right. Who you got at 17? I don't know, but now Adel Cunt just popped into my head. Anvil. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get them all out. 
<laughs> Alabama Thunder Pussy. Uh, somebody we all know and love. Uh, my number 17 is Hetfield. Okay. Okay. I, I, uh, it works. Like all I right. said, I went with what I listened to. I know. Yeah, okay. and that's what this whole exercise yeah. was. But, uh, yeah, I have... I was going to put him higher, but I didn't because there's other... Obviously, because he's better. where he's at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Did you use Pub Meeple like I, I told I did not. Okay. Neither did I. I did not. I did, but I still had to rearrange some stuff. I had a list of, like, 26. Okay. Uh, started rearranging them. Jesus. That well, was on the low end. No, I know. I know. That's why I said you overthought this. <laughs> I, I started with over 70. Holy uh, fuck. Yeah, I, got, I had around 40 until I was knocking them back because it's like... You know, I, I started with I started with over seven. Yeah, it's well, like I said, I also if I would have went into classic rock, I'd have fuck, I stayed away from it. I yeah. stayed away from it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Headfield isn't a isn't a terrible singer. He just doesn't do it a lot. No, and I mean, on turn the page, he sings. It yes, wor- it um, works for Outlaw Torn. Yeah, it worked. Uh, yeah, uh, but when he's doing like the Memory Remains and Fuel, and when he's not actually singing. He's yelling. Yeah. And his, his early catalog was all... He even admits that. His early catalog was all yelling. Oh, yeah. Until until the Black Album when somebody yeah. actually taught him yeah. how to fucking sing correctly. Well, he did sing a little bit on Ride the Lightning because you have uh, oh, yes. Escape. Yes. That, and Fade the, to Black. Yes. Okay. Fade to Black. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's not, he's not terrible. And he sang... Uh, like He sings on Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I can't shit on the pick of Hetfield. I really can't. No, I'm not going to shit on it. I mean, I, he was my number 21. He only shot on one so far. Hetfield was my 21. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> after, it wasn't my 21, but after I, just, after I said Michael Monroe was my 21. Uh, <laughs> keep him coming. All right, my 17. Uh, very underrated singer in my estimation, and he doesn't get enough love. Tony Martin of Black Sabbath. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that he was, was from the Headless Cross. He, the Headless yeah. Cross era. Yeah. Um, Eternal Idol. Or no, I don't think he was on Eternal Idol. I think that was good. I was listening to a bunch of Black Sabbath yeah. leading up to this, and I I can't remember <laughs> where certain singers started and where they ended. Yeah. Because I was listening to or Late Devo. Uh, Devo. Late Dio. Late Devo. Dio. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, the Headless Cross record is, mm-hmm. is fantastic. I remember when that came out. Um, I was like... I. I'm like, holy shit, fucking Sabbath is still going, go, mm-hmm. going strong. And yeah, I remember that video. Tony Martin has an amazing vocal, uh, an amazing voice. Yeah. I think I think the Tony Martin era stuff is just fine. Yeah, it's a, it's very underrated, and I'm so happy that they're re-releasing all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, you mentioned that. And yeah. they're, they're going to have it available for streaming. I, I, I'm very happy about that because I love the Headless Cross record. I, I love... There's not an era of Sabbath I don't love, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I, I just love Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. All right, who do you got at 16? Okay, 16. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm sorry, Jim. Okay. It's a drummer who sings? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. But this this is, this is a singer. That <laughs> <laughs> actually um, is in the same band twice. Just... Yeah, fabulous from the first time I, I heard him on Decline of the Western Civilization, you know, up till his later album was Jeff Tate. Okay. He'll make an appearance yeah. later. 
Jeff Tate, amazing singer. Just I Queensryche. Okay. Oh, oh now now I totally forgot about him. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He'll make an appearance. Yeah, later. I mean when you listen to, like Jet City Woman. Yes, I know. I mean, uh-huh. and, and anything off of Minecraft. Shit, go back. Queen of the Reich. Yeah, I mean, just the way he just has that powerful yell. Well, he's I mean, he he was a classically trained mm-hmm. opera singer. You know, he never wanted to be a heavy metal singer. Yeah, and if and like Queensrÿche recruited him specifically to sing on the demo. Okay, and then he ended up joining yeah, the band. And 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 that was one of the standouts. The prophecy was one of the standouts from that that. Soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't even in the movie, but that song was on the soundtrack, and dear God, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, go back to go back to stuff like "Gonna Get Close to You," um, and he's he's super versatile. Um, yeah, good pick, good pick. I totally forgot about him. Quit rubbing your fucking trophy ball, rubbing my ball, rubbing your ball. <laughs> Quit rubbing your ball. I'm gonna rub. I'm gonna rub the laces right off of this thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Go ahead. Who do you got at 16? Uh, one that was already mentioned. Uh, 16, I have Sammy Hagar. Sammy, very good. There you go. There you very go. Good. So we already, talk, we already talked about Sammy. You know, good, good shit. <laughs> yes. Um, can't, I can't go wrong with Sammy. Uh, the Red Rocker. One yep. At number 16, I have your friend and mine, the late, great Dave Brocky. There you go. Oh. Odor, for those who don't know, Dave Brocky was Odorous Urungus of Guar. Yes. Um, don't let the fucking gimmick fool you. <laughs> those guys can play. Yes. And Brocky could sing. Like, look, I mean, there's there's some stuff where he's like just doing the yelling. Yes. But he's extremely ver- he was extremely versatile as a vocalist. He could do the yelling. He could do comedic stuff, and he could actually sing. Listen to a song like "The Road Behind." He actually yeah. can also, sing. Also, he had a a different cadence with the songs too. Yes, it wasn't all just like you know monotone yelling. He put feeling where it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. He, even something as goofy as fucking an animal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on fucking. Yeah. yeah. Drinking fifty beers, fucking an animal. animal. Yeah. Sure. He was on my short list. He was on. He had to get crossed off. He had to. I had to make room, but yeah. he was. He was there. My thoughts. Yep. I got. Bro- I got Brocky up there at sixteen. Who do you got at fifteen? This is my controversial pick. Okay. I know it's going to be. This is the one that Eric is gonna, not going to say good pick. I guarantee you, he's not going to say. Oh, good come pick. on. Nope. Yes, this is fifteen. Is was the un, one of the undisputed kings of the Sunset Strip, and I, Vince Neil. Oh. Terrible. Oh, I, see, I, fucking yeah. terrible. See, uh, come on. You listen Didn't even to, have him written home, down. Home sweet home. You listen to stuff. Keep Ryan a money. Uh, all the early stuff. No. And it's even. Nah. You're invited, but your friend can't come. So many great. He just. He just. It's. He is the sound of the Sunset Strip. You know? And uh, I, I know. And the only reason he's higher than Michael Monroe is because he's a little bit more famous. Because he killed Razzle. He's a little <laughs> yeah. bit more famous. He took out his guitarist. No, his drummer. So drummer. I, I, I knew. I knew. <sighs> I knew this was. I knew that was going to be the controversial one. And that's why he's a little bit lower on the list. Yeah. I, I give him a few bonus points because he was Bobby Black. Yes. Yeah. Zuzu Pedals. I mean, I mean, I just. 
Look at that. It's I all mean, scratched I love, up. I love Vince Neal's stuff. I really do. Uh, uh, eh, no. I, well, I, 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 I can't. Can, I can predict him. I, can, I, 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 can't. I predict what he's going to say. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <sighs> that being said, I do love the song you're invited by your friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. I guess I'm up. Yep. And rock and roll junkie. Yes. (laughs) Ah. This person was a drummer. Grohl. Correct. (laughs) Dave Grohl, number 15. It was, there, there was two fuck. There was three choices, and he, he eliminated one of them because he said he's not doing classic rock. It, well, so that gets rid of fucking Don Henley. Well, it could have been Phil Collins. And that was the other one. Oh. It was either Collins, Henry, oh, or fucking no, Grohl. I had to put fucking Grohl on the list. I had to. I, I, I didn't have to. You, you didn't have to. I, I, I love Dave Grohl. The, the Skin and Bones album, that acoustic. Oh, yes. my fucking God, is that so good? And then... They oh I can't remember the name of the album. They had a double album that came out, and one album was a regular rock record. The second one was all acoustic. The Foo Foo Fighter Fighter. The McDLT of albums. Yes. <laughs> but no, it was there that was yeah, and that that there, his acoustic when he when he has to sing. Oh, they, he, he can, can sing. and put. I mean, even you know, uh, the, the rock songs. He puts fucking passion in I his will fucking voice. Listen to the best of you. Yes, song. yes. I I will not. I will not shit on Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl. Yeah. I hate Nirvana, but I love Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that Still was only your... shot on once. <laughs> Number fifteen is another. I'm, I'm bucking. You're your doing trend. all right. Yeah, I'm doing, doing all, right. all right. I told you. Number fifteen. I may take heat for this one. Meatloaf. No, you're not Dear taking God, no. That. Dear God, who is awesome. Fucking Marvin Lee a day. Oh, my Lord. Uh, the, oh. the whole fucking Bat Out of Hell album is just the, fucking... All three Bat Out of Hell albums. Yeah, yes. true. Yes. True. I mean... But, uh, the original, oh, my God. Fucking every single song on there. Holy uh, so They're all bangers. Yes. You know, top to bottom. And then, you know, he had the... You know, he like, everything fell to shit. And then in the 90s, he comes back with Bad Out of Hell 2. Yep. And the, the lead single off of that, Anything for Love, or I Would Do Anything yeah. for Love. Yes. Oh, my God. I, it's, like, it's like John Popper type yeah. thing. Yes. You wouldn't think a dude that that size could sing like that. But the guy had the voice of a fucking angel. And yeah. I, I remember... When he passed, it was a Friday because we were, or it was a Thursday or Friday, but we were doing a game night over at the cafe. Right. And I remember telling my kids that Meatloaf had passed. And they're like, who the hell's that? And I'm like, uh, I did a big disservice here. Spotify played <laughs> Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, I actually was, um, I, I went to a costume party where we had to go as uh, musical people, and I went as Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah. Um, I, I love Meatloaf. Fantastic fucking singer. Yes. And uh, his daughter is no slouch either. Nope. Pearl. Yep. Uh, like, listen listen to Pearl's stuff. And, you know, she happens to be married to one of my favorite guitar players, Scotty and of Anthrax. That's correct. I forgot about yep. that. Yep. yep. And, uh, you know, they're, they're fucking kid. If you watch Scotty and his TikToks and his Instagrams, their fucking son is amazing. Really? 
Great guitar player, great drummer. Kid's like 13, 14 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Like, like Scott will post videos of him playing, of, of the two of them, like playing Slayer and playing Anthrax yeah. and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Big, but yeah, big meatloaf fan. He's a fantastic singer. And if you disagree, you're wrong. True. And I, and I, I feel bad that I forgot about him. Yeah. So did I, but I didn't. I didn't go into like I said, classic stuff. Yeah. Mm. All right, number fourteen, uh, Bill. Yes. Back on track. Best female singer, that in my opinion. In your opinion. It should be. Yeah, it is my opinion, but okay. it's also of the people. Okay. Best female singer, Lita Ford. I knew it. I knew that I knew was coming. Yes. I. I. I am uh, just. You see, because Bill went to a party last Saturday night. <laughs> the best thing, he, like I said, it, the, the way he because didn't get drunk, I, he got in a fight. Yeah, I don't know this. <laughs> while I'm making this list up, my computer and late. my phone listens to me. He was late for his job and the traffic was bad. <laughs> I had to borrow ten bucks from his old man. My old man would give me ten dollars. <laughs> he would have slapped me in the face. No, no, but but oh. Lita Ford. I mean, all of her early stuff. Oh, yeah. The stuff, I mean, the stuff that she got to sing with the Runaways. Yes. Because uh, she didn't do most of the singing with no. the Runaways. That was chair. Uh, that was. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, Jet. my God. Yeah. No, Joan Jett didn't sing most of the stuff with the Runaways. Really? Uh, no. Cherry? Yep. Yeah, it was Cherry. Huh. I thought she was the drummer. No. It was Cherry was Cherry sang a lot of the stuff, or right. most of the stuff with the Runaways. But Lita did sing some stuff, yeah. and Joan Jett did sing some stuff. Yeah, all of her stuff off of the break the breakout album and 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 she just when she with Ozzy, holy shit. Yep. Was that your was that your fourteen? Yeah. That was my fourth did you skip a number? No. Okay. But that's that's my now I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but that's my only female singer. Are you okay? It's yeah, I'm picking guitar picks it's, up. It's funny. all over the fucking floor, man. What are you worried about that one for? It's, it caught my eye. I mean, just, you come down here. You know what? Oddly enough, I took the fucking Rickenbacker back upstairs because last night about 1230, um, I got a text from Brad asking if we're ready to play devil music this weekend. Okay. You know, see, you know, get red shirt, black shirt rolling again. Right. So I, I took the Rickenbacker upstairs. Uh, in preparation, and I opened up the case. I don't have a fucking single pick in that case. <laughs> <laughs> they all fell out. Yeah. No, they're all still at fucking Tyler's house. Oh Jesus! Like all, all like there, there's. I have one of those things that I put on my mic stand yes. to hold my picks. There's one loaded up still at Tyler's house. <laughs> and the last time I was there was June. Holy shit! Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it's funny that you had a female at fourteen. Uh-huh. I also had a female at fourteen. Who? Amy Lee from Evanescence. Yep. Yeah. Not. She's a very good singer. Yes. Um. I kind of lost a lot of. I lost some respect for her though, because, um, I, I understand that everybody's an artist until rents due. Trust me, I know that. <laughs> um, everybody's an artist until rents due. She never wanted to be a rock singer. Oh, okay. Correct. She want she's because she's another classically trained opera singer. Um, Fake it by Seether. Yes, is Sean Morgan's diss track to her. Okay. Yep. Yes. Fake it when you're out of direction. Fake it. You're such a fucking hypocrite. And that was after they did <laughs> after the well, duet, <laughs> right? And after and after she wrote a diss track for him oh. called "Call Me When You're Sober." <laughs> Jesus Christ! With the fucking oh, diss drunk. tracks with these. Well, people. she was. Wasn't she a like a. a 
born again Christian or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's 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 saved and all this and all this. Was stuff. she yeah. the one that did with uh, Tut Lamond? Or no, 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 that was that was actually that was Mustaine's daughter. Yeah, that was his daughter. Okay, I thought it was her. No, that was Dave Mustaine's daughter. But she did uh, Evan Bring Me to Life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember yeah, Evan. Yeah. Fantastic I was, voice. I like yeah. Evan. I like. I guess I'm not a biggest Evanescence fan, but I'm yeah. not a huge fan. But I it was like I, uh, Rob her, got me into him and her voice. Holy shit! Yeah, and it's funny that you had Lita Ford at number fourteen because at number fourteen, I have Ozzy Osbourne. Oh my lord! Wow. And you know the the once it, like you had mentioned with the, with Joey Ramone, the voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. You know there there is no there is no heavy metal without Black Sabbath. Correct. Oh. And you know Ozzy's voice is a huge part of that. You go back to the pain, the 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 the, the fucking terror in his voice in the song Black Sabbath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, you go on to something beautiful like changes. Yep. And moving on to his solo career, Ozzy, Ozzy is he's he's iconic. And I could have made a case for putting him higher, but I have him at 14. All right. Who you got at 13? Oh, it's me. Yes. No, it's not you. You don't sing. <laughs> I've I, heard him try. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I could, could. This one. Uh, this is I, I I've seen this singer live, uh-huh. and I have to say, it's just th- this is probably going to be another semi-controversial, but you can't deny it's a great singer, the Boston Bad Boy Steven Tyler. I will halfway <laughs> agree. Yeah, same here. Excellent voice and Aerosmith, like they're a fucking what? Well, when I saw them. Now keep in mind, Guns N' Roses has just released Appetite when I saw them. Yeah, because they were opening for Aerosmith, and Guns N' Roses stank up the joint. <laughs> Aerosmith came out and blistered the place. They they were amazing. Yeah, I, I have, I mean, I'm biggest Aerosmith. That's a fan. good song by them. Well, amazing. No, I, I like <laughs> his voice. In there's there. well, there's better songs. There's a much better song. Yeah, you know. Falling in love is hard on the knees. Great song, Big Ten Inch. <laughs> Big Ten Inch. Oh, anything off of the from rocks, you know, the whole rocks album. Yeah, you know, Kings and Queen combination. Every yeah. one of them. Yeah, anything. Steven Tyler is an amazing singer. He's just getting old, so he had to drop <laughs> down on the list a little bit. Yeah, and also he tried to do good country. I hate that. What he tried going country. Oh, yeah, it didn't work. He tried doing. He tried doing a hootie thing, and uh, you know. It's just not Aerosmith isn't country. No. No. All right. Who you got? An oldie but a goodie. Okay. D. Snyder. D is an underrated singer. He is. I I I didn't put him on, but he is he does the, the price is so a, I was just gonna say the price is oh my he, god. D D was my number twenty two. Yep. And uh the kid the kids are back is another one yeah. just Yeah. 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 Uh the when we when we had talked about getting a band together, just not too terribly long ago, uh, I'm like within the last 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. when you first got the Les Paul, yeah, we talked about getting together and jamming. And one of the songs we talked about was "The Kids Are Back." Oh boy, yeah, I I, I do I do enjoy Twisted Sister. They yes. got they they got unfairly I don't know they're they're glam metal. I yeah. think that they're glam. They're, but they didn't want to be. 
And I think, I mean, they they were such a pariah somewhere. Yeah, they were. There were people like, if you like Twisted Sister, there was something wrong with you. And the, oh. and the thing is, we're, we're, what got them pigeonholed and shit on was the makeup. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you go, you oh. go, go and listen to, listen to the music and mm-hmm. just judge it based on that. Yep. Twisted Sister was a very good band. Yes. You see, uh, they're getting together. They're doing a one-off for their introduction in the to the oh, like some some Hall of Fame. Okay, that's good. Um, with Mike Portnoy on drums. Oh okay. boy. Because when uh, when AJ Perro passed away. Yes. Uh, AJ, when AJ Perro passed away, Twisted Sister was on tour. No shit. Portnoy jumped in. Wow. Well, because AJ Perro had taken Mike Portnoy's spot in, uh, what the fuck was the name of the band? Adrenaline Mob. Okay. Okay. I figured it was either that or the Winery Dogs. No, no, he had, uh, when Portnoy went off, was doing Winery Dog stuff. Yeah. And Yellow Matter Custard and a bunch of his other 87 projects. <laughs> AJ Perro jumped in on drums for the for uh, Adrenaline Mob. Yes. Fantastic drummer. And D, D is an underrated singer. He is. Good pick. Let's shit on again. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Jim. I'm, 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 hang on. You get the clap. I got the clap. Nice. That's not the first time that's happened. Penicillin. Quit. Mm. Sorry. He's touching his, he's touching his ball touching again. His ball it's, again. My, it's my ball. I touch it if I want to touch it. At, no, at my number 13, I have one of the few instances where the replacement worked. John Bush. Ah. All right. Yeah. Like his, because whether, whether you bring the, whether you talk about Armored Saint or his tenure with Anthrax, John Bush is yes. a fucking powerhouse of a singer yes he is that dude's got some pipes and in february when we go to see them if they're if they keep doing the set list that they have been doing mm-hmm. i'm going to be interested to hear joey belladonna sing only oh that'll be interesting Did, i forgot what they played the last time we saw them they didn't do anything any of the yeah, bush era stuff really no none of they normally don't Okay. But it's Anthrax's 40th anniversary tour still. Yeah. So, th- like, the last leg of the tour, they've been playing only. Okay. Which is a John Bush song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... I like to hear that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear... I've, I've heard Belladonna do it, and it's mm-hmm. not bad. It's not John Bush, but Belladonna does what he does. Yes. You know? and But John Bush, like, a lot of people, when they... When they announced him as the new singer for Anthrax, a lot of people shat on it. I remember that. A lot of people shat on it, and myself then, included. And then fucking only came out. Yeah. And that well, exactly. Then they dropped "Sound of White Noise" on everybody, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. They changed the whole goddamn band. Yeah. Yes. And that was it. Was, it was really. I think it was a necessary thing because. John John Bush's voice is so distinctly different from Joey Belladonna. Yes, yeah, but and they needed it too because I think as great as um, State of Euphoria was, Persistence of Time was was a little bit of a step down. Oh, yeah, it was. I, I, I got to agree. Yeah. I love it too. I like. Yeah, it's a good out, but it was like it was a it was a step down. They started getting into more serious subject matter. Yes, with like hatred. Yeah, and things like that. But Joey 
I mean, they were used to kind of doing like, you know, like I'm the man kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So it's like they needed a singer to convey that. Yeah. And well, and a lot of it has to do with Scott's songwriting. Yeah. Because Scott was going through some shit at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, like he was going through some shit at that point. And it comes out. A lot of it comes out in the songwriting, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we didn't get to. We, we're not quite to the point. At Sound of White Nights, we're not quite quite to the point where we got to when he was writing when he wrote "Safe Home." Yeah, oh, such a beautiful song. Yeah, but yeah, John Bush, fucking amazing singer. I I I I almost I almost put him higher. Okay, who do you got at twelve? Back to the Sunset Strip for the third time. Okay, for you, this is just to be an obvious one. If I'm talking Sunset Strip and I'm talking great singers at that time. One of my absolute favorite singers of one of my favorite bands, Tom Kiefer, Cinderella. Ah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. He, there's that, that's a distinctive voice. Yeah, well. it's a distinctive and, voice um, that a few other guys tried to cop yeah. and couldn't do and it he, well. When he does the good stuff like from "Shake Me," yes, and "Give Me Shelter," yeah, and then when he gives you that, don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so beautiful what he does both ways. And between Night Songs and Cole Winter, beautiful. Yeah, Just great. Two great albums. Great I, singer. I lo- and I got to see them live too. Oh, lucky Whit- bastard. Oh yeah. And it's just there. Everything, you know. And I'm glad my memory didn't go on those. Beautiful. I love Cinderella stuff. Kiefer's band just played at Pence Peak, I think. Yeah. During the past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who do you have at twelve, Jim? <laughs> well, we were just talking about him. I have uh, Joey Belladonna. From Anthrax. Nice. I have I, you. Will, I have Belladonna as well a little later on. Yeah. Joey Belladonna. I mean, the guy. Uh, he was another one that uh, he would. He was. Ne- he wasn't a metal singer. No. And he's not the original singer of Anthrax. Nope. nope. But it's the singer from Anthrax that everybody knows. It's yes. the singer that they needed. Cause right. Even though like that, that first album was great. What was it yeah. Fistful of Metal? Yes. Yes. Yeah. With Turban. Yeah. Yes. And even though that album is, is great, but their second album, which I keep getting confused if it's state is it's um is it Among the uh, 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 uh Among the Living or Spreading the Disease. Spreading, spreading the, the disease. disease, yes. No, th- that's what confused because Among the Living, the first song is is, is I think disease, 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 disease. spreading <laughs> the disease. Uh, it's like fuckers. Yeah, but yeah, they, that that album just blew everything away. Yeah. Uh, Belladonna's a fucking amazing singer. I mean, and the dude's in his 60s now. Yeah. And he's still got it. He's still got it. Because, mm-hmm. like, when we saw them oh. in, in Reading, he was, it was amazing. The whole, oh, God, yeah. It was a great show. Um, he's, he can still get it done. And, uh, you know, Joey's, Joey's a badass. And he's doing, in between Anthrax shows, he's doing a fucking journey tribute. Oh, that's right. You were saying if they ever came around, we gotta we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah. Uh, Joey Belladonna singing uh, singing Steve Perry shit. I would I would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Steve Perry almost made my fucking list. Steve Perry wouldn't make my list because I, I it's arena rock stuff. Yeah, well, I I love Steve Perry's voice, but uh, I I didn't get to see Steve Perry live, but I did see Journey, mm-hmm. and you know. Numb nuts here 
is bailing on us. To, well, come on. Uh, look. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with Robbie anyway. No, well, shit. I didn't say that. But I, I, I just think it's funny. My dad, my dad, right? I road trips as a kid, you know, the cassette in the, the, the car was, you know, either Journey Escape or Frontiers. You know, my dad yeah. listened to that and I became a Journey fan and he, I found out he never saw Journey. I yeah. never saw Journey. Fuck it. Yeah, well, in that case, I'll allow it. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to my number 12, a guy who is a fucking strange egg, but a great voice, great songwriter, uh, Manor James Keenan of Tool. Okay. Yes. Yes. Very, very good singer. Yeah, very, very, like a lot. Uh, with Tool not being like a super mainstream band, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know how talented that cat really is mm-hmm. and what a good singer he really is. Yes. For that style. La- la- yeah. yeah and, and Lateralis is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just a big, I'm a big fan yeah. of Maynard's voice. And it lends itself so well. To the fucking weird dynamic that Tool has. It does. Yes, it does. I can't imagine Absolutely. anybody else singing like sober or prison sex. No. No. It just it, that that you need that you need that voice. Yes. Yeah. 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 And from from what I hear, he makes pretty good wine too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't so, I haven't tried Maynard's wine yet. Somebody posted that uh, Pusifer's coming to freaking Wind Creek. Yeah. Yeah, one of Maynard's side so, projects. Okay. That just sounds like a made up name. No, oh, Pussifier. Uh, Pussifier, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, okay, that's Pussifier. Pussifier, I said Sorry, the Pussifier. Whatever. Pussifier. Hey, Pussifier. I was doing a play on Lucifer. Sorry. Uh, okay. So who you got at 11, right. Bill? From L.A., we're Uh-oh. going to New York. Okay. New York band. Just, I, 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 I called him out last week. Paul Stanley. Kiss. He he is a great singer. When you listen to Heaven, that opening wail of Heaven's on Fire. Okay, you're going by one song. No, but he also, I like a lot of Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley stuff mostly is of my favorite stuff. Okay. Because he puts, he, he puts it all out there. Because he likes steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, I, I Gene Simmons is not much of a singer as he is a talker. Plus, Correct. I'm not going to talk about some, he sings some really shady shit. Whereas, no. whereas, whereas Paul Stanley, it's all about love. Remember, remember, we we did a deep dive on this. Uh, yes, I know, and we talked about how creepy, yeah. Christine sixteen really Absolutely. is. There's a, there's a few songs and Domino. Yeah, but oh. uh, but Paul Stanley between heaven, you know, heaven's on fire. The entire everything he sings on the um, Hot in the Shade album, beautiful stuff. Yeah, He's, he is the and, best and, version and of. And it. my favorite Kiss song. Hide your heart. Yeah. And he does the best version of it. It's better than Ace's. And it's better than the country version that came out. Ace's version wasn't bad. Yeah. So, I said, Paul Stanley, I know. I mean, and I think maybe it's a Stockholm Syndrome thing after listening to 24 albums. It's ingrained in your memory. Whenever I hear, now I wasn't the biggest fan of Kiss when I was in high school. I am a big fan of Kiss now. You see, and it was the it was the opposite effect for me. <laughs> I, I was a huge Kiss fan, right? Oh. I was a I, I'm still a pretty big Kiss fan, but I listened to all 24 <laughs> albums in a week. And I don't I, know how you guys did that to yourselves oh, in fuck. a fucking week. Oh God, that was terrible. That was terrible. I got cursed out a lot. Yeah, he oh he did. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, who do you got at 11, Jim? All right. 
this might be a little controversial. Uh, I got Axel Rose. I'm gonna re- I, I'm gonna recuse myself. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I I think he was great on the first couple albums. Yes, but then Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, but and, I, I think he just hasn't been able to keep that up. I actually just listened to on on uh, the uh, not Boneyard on the hair metal. It was one of his live sets. It sounded terrible. Well, he carb loaded. <laughs> yeah. Also, you, for 14 years. Also, I mean, you, he, well, yeah. It just he was. A voice at the time, but I don't... But Go to the time. It, it's like it's like I said before. He went from looking like a rock star to looking like Ma Teddy from the fucking Goonies. <laughs> uh, or or Carrot uh, Top. I'm not going to shit on it. I didn't put him on my list because I, I just don't think he was able to keep up. Axel's not oomph. on my list either. The oomph. Okay. But it's but not controversial. I, it's not controversial. It's just I wouldn't put him up there. Yeah. Number 11 for me. I have one of the two singers in the grunge movement that I actually recognize as being talented singers. Okay. I have Lane Staley. I did not expect that. I Okay. I, I expected it. I love Lane Staley's voice. Um and like my favorite Alice in Chains stuff is always the pain was always the most painful stuff. Yeah. Um, like down in a hole is probably my favorite AIC song. Okay. I love that fucking song. Um, but that angry chair, um, and he just has a voice or had a voice that was just unbelievable yeah. and something different at the time because he wasn't mumbling. Uh-huh. You know, uh, there there was actually some like there there there's feeling there, and you can't get past that feeling. Mm-hmm. I love Lane Staley's voice. I will never never shit on Alice right. in Chains. I'm I'm agreeing with him. I know you'll agree with him. Well, oh, <laughs> here's where it's gonna get fun, boys. We're in the top ten. Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, Tom, I'm gonna stay in New York. Okay. With. America's favorite garbage man, Peter Steele. Good Gotta choice. love it. Good choice. That's a good yeah. choice. You see, believe, Pete was my number 21. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete Steele. I love even the stuff from Carnivore on up. He yeah. just has the most distinctive voice, and it, it, was, it was a movement. Yes. The goth movement, like, really took hold with yeah. typo negative. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were there with Joy Division and Bauhaus and all that, but... Hey, you sound man. Yeah. Yo, wake up, stupid. <laughs> Everybody was listening to Typo. And if you saw if you saw a girl out there with the black eye makeup that looked like she got punched twice. <laughs> she was in the Typo. Are, she was in the Typo. Or she was Irish. But she, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. You almost spit out your drink. It was good. <sighs> but yeah, oh, God. I love, love Pete Steele's voice. You talk about a voice... That can make you fucking cry. Yes. Yeah. Listen to everything dies. Yeah. It it is emotionally painful. As much as the fun stuff is fun, the pain stuff is pained. Yeah. He wasn't phoning it in ever. No. And like even the stuff that uh that doesn't well, I mean none of it got radio play, but the stuff that like that most people don't know about too much. Songs like Suspended in Dusk. Yep. Unbelievable. 
You know, Pete, I can't argue. I cannot argue with Pete being no, that I won't. high. No, I, I, I honestly, I didn't even put Pete on my list. He got bumped out. Hey, there's it. The, these lists have been very different in every way. <laughs> yeah. And not as much crossover as I thought. I thought there was. I I kind of knew there There's was going to be a lot of crossover in the top ten. I think. I think so. All right, who do you got at ten, Jim? Uh, ten. I have Ozzy. Oh, okay. We had we talked about him yeah, a little you bit had earlier. Fourteen. Yep. Fourteen, and you're at ten. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, I can't. I cannot fault you for having Ozzy that high. I the the man's a fucking legend. Yes. Oh yeah. And and. Mo- you know the voice as soon as you hear it. And the, the funny thing is, the son of a bitch can barely fucking talk, but he can get up there on stage and still fucking sing. Yep. <laughs> That's a, that always gets you. It's kind of funny that you have Ozzy at number 10, because my number 10 is one of Ozzy's frequent collaborators. Rah. Let me kill Mr. Oh, no. shit. Thought it was the other one. Nope. Let me kill Mr. <laughs> of Motorhead. Um I, I'm a, as you guys know, yes. I'm a huge Motorhead fan and a huge Lemmy fan. And I'm really excited that Doug and I are going to get to do the duet of I Ain't No Nice Guy. <laughs> Very nice. I get to, I get to sing Lem's parts and he gets to sing Ozzy's parts. Yeah. And he, like, Doug does a really good Ozzy. So he's actually singing it like Ozzy. <laughs> and I'm debating whether or not I want to break out the Lemmy impression. <laughs> Uh, I haven't so far at practice. Yeah, I've well, been, I mean, it's not an impression. It's more of an homage. Right. Oh, homage to fromage is right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I put Lemmy in my top 10. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that because, oh, you know, he sounds like he gargles with razor blades. That's the fucking point. <laughs> yeah. Cigarettes and razor blades. Fucking man, Jack Daniels, Marlboro Reds and razor blades. That's the secret to Lemmy Kilmister's voice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you. My uh, my Motorhead shrine is going to grow. Oh, uh, yeah? Yes. I have found a place where I can procure the Motorhead whiskey. Oh, my. Nice. Yeah, 90 proof. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> it's 70 bucks a bottle, but oh. it's Motorhead whiskey. I will drink a shot on Lemmy's birthday, and the date Lemmy passes, the date Lemmy passed every year. So I'll get two shots in December, and the rest of the time it sits. <laughs> <laughs> you can you could just make updates at that point. Well, it's like, oh, this is when they released Overkill. <laughs> Ace of Spades dropped on this day. <laughs> the Young Ones was on TV. <laughs> like, I watched The Young Ones last night. <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah. happened to the bottle? Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Order myself a bottle of Ooh, of, of the of the mo- the Motorhead whiskey, okay. and when I when I get it, we'll do a taste test. Okay. Oh, we'll 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 each take a shot. Okay. In right. in in honor of Lemmy, uh, Ian Fraser Kilmister, gotta gotta love him, man. Right. My number ten. Yeah. Who do you got at nine, Bill? Nine. I have a a person that I don't think you guys will put on a list, but I absolutely adore his voice. Okay. Um, Michael Paulson. From Volbeat. Fucking A. He, no, he legit. Now, I, I've said yeah. somebody was my 21 yeah. several times. Michael Paulson was 21 on this list. <laughs> oh, I, God. I, abso- I absolutely love his voice. I, he just makes yes, Volbeat you, songs. Yes. Uh, I, I listened today. I had a lot of driving to do. Yep. And I just hit my Spotify shuffle, right? Yes. And I got lucky. 
with as far as Volbeat goes. I got Lola Montez, sixteen dollars. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, shit, Fallen. I got like four Volbeat songs. Wow! In in, yeah. in my ride so, up to Galilee. So today. I mean, I was so glad we got to see him when they did seal the deal. Oh, oh, oh I love that song. And th- and then you've got, you know, the the oh no not them theme song. <laughs> Still counting. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey. Yep. Counting all the assholes in the room. I'm definitely not alone. <laughs> but early, you know what Robbie always says about me? Uh, Robbie always says, because uh, like, he brings up the Volbeat thing, too. He brings up still counting. Yes. He says, counting all the assholes in the room. He points to me. He says, I'd have to count you twice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Robbie. Oh, man. All right. Uh, who do you got at nine there, Jimmer? Who do I have at nine? Uh, you just talked about him not too long ago. Uh, Steve Perry from Journey. Steve Perry, great singer. And I tell yeah. you what, I, I didn't get to see him live, Jim. But like the guy that they have singing for them, yes, uh, Arnell Pineda. Yeah. Arnell does a really good job. Yeah, that's what... Arnell does a really good job. That's what I'm noticing. Yeah, I've, um, I've you're, you're going to be happy with this. Yeah, show. yeah, I've I've heard of, he sounds dead on. Yeah, right? pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, Steve Perry, such a fucking great voice, and he's the guy that's really responsible for turning from turning Journey into a, for turning Journey from a prog band into a more yeah. poppy band. And and a story that I read because uh, that that box set came with a, a nice sized book, and. Uh, they still had their lead singer. Yes. And they brought Steve Perry to audition while they were doing a concert. Like before before the concert to audition to sing for him. And they were like, No, that's my Portuguese cousin. He's just he's just having fun. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Steve got the gig. Yeah. Oh. But um uh when when I saw them, Neil went up and to the mic and introduced he he he, he told stories about a few of the songs. Mm-hmm. And the one song he told the story about, he said, this is the first song that Steve and I wrote together. Okay. Lights. Wow. Yep. Oh. I mean, be, be, be about, about their hometown, about San yep, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. And beautiful song. And I, like Steve Perry's voice, you know, that, that he's got the voice of a fucking angel. Yeah. A, amazing voice. And I, I wish... And this is not a slight on Arnell Pineda because Arnell Pineda is a very talented singer. But I wish that they could reconcile. I would yeah. love to see Steve Perry back with well, Journey. I and I know, I know there was a time when there was talk about it, but I think Steve had issues with a hip. And he had his wife had health issues. And, yeah, and uh, I, I remember yeah. that. It was a big but, thing. Yeah, but uh, a lot of it comes down to Neil Schoen being a control freak as well. You're correct. Um, and well, him and the keyboard player are going, Jonathan Kane are going through some shit right now. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Oh. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, that was what you nine. Yes, sir. No, my number nine. The other grunge singer who I love, Chris Cornell. Okay. Yes, Soundgarden. That guy, and you went heavier grunge than he did. Well, I, mean, I didn't get there yet. He didn't get there yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it! <laughs> but uh, Chris Cornell, um, his his voice could peel paint off a wall. I was just gonna say that. All right. You know, I, you listen to 
Like my favorite Chris Cornell vocal performance is probably Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Ah. Wow, that's going whole. Yeah. And be like I fucking love the soaring, searing highs that Cornell gets in that song. And like if you go to stuff like Rusty Cage or Spoon Man, um, it's you know, it's all there. And then you get into the the stuff where it's a little more heavy, not not heavy musically, but heavy sounding vocally, like Black Hole Sun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love Chris Cornell's you, voice. Uh, do you have the Temple of the Dog album? No, I don't. There's, uh, he's the only time Vetter's on there is during that one. It's song. during Hunger Strike. The rest is Say Hello to Heaven. There's yep. a song. Yes, I have. I that. I love that song. Um, and that's 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 an album whew, I haven't listened to. In that ages. was that, that was a tribute to Andrew Wood of Mother Love. Bomb. Yes. Okay. Say um, Hello to Heaven. That's that that'll yeah. fucking tear you up the way Chris sings that one. Yeah. It's a great, great fucking singer, man. I love me some Chris Cornell. Um, I, you know, I even just because he was involved in it, I even listened to the Audio Slave stuff. Oh, just because it was Chris Cornell. <laughs> love, boy, you had to take a shower after that. I did. I felt fucking dirty. <laughs> I felt dirty. Uh, All right, moving on. Number eight. All right, number eight. One of the best things a band can ever get is when they get an entire soundtrack for them. Iron Man 2, the entire soundtrack was done by ACDC. Yes. So, of course, my number eight yes. is Freddie Mercury of Queen. Because <laughs> they did the Flash Gordon soundtrack, you see. Keep up, Jim. Keep up. <laughs> I, yes. I, that, was, that was a good swerve. <laughs> I, I almost had Freddie Mercury on here, but then I yes. thought to myself, I'm not going to do the classic rock shit. Freddie, yeah, I'd, I'd have went down so many Freddie fucking Mercury, rabbit holes. I, I, I love the Flash Gordon oh, soundtrack. Not, oh. And even, he just, I can't deny he's a great singer. No, I can't, he and, is. And when it comes to singers, I just, I mean, there's a lot I can just say, like Greg Allman and shit like that, fuck him. But when you have <laughs> Freddie Mercury, you just can't deny. Right. He, If I would have went... <laughs> Down right, away, right away, fuck Greg Allman. He he would he would have been in my top ten. Yeah, Fred. If I I I hesitated to put Freddie on my list too. Yeah, that's because that would have made my top ten way more difficult than I, I made. know. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm keeping the I'm keeping the blinders on. Keep yeah. it because I would. I mean, fucking yeah, Janis I, Joplin would have been on there. Fuck, I would have gone crazy. Yeah, uh, no no Honestly, argument. He, yeah, he made the list because of the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Okay, no argument with me on Freddie Mercury. Nope. All right, what do you got at number eight, Jim? Number eight, Mike Patton. No. No shit. No. My number eight. No fucking shit. There you go. There we go. Crossover time. It's, there's been crossovers. Yeah, but. There's not a direct one. <laughs> a direct crossover. Direct crossover. Christ. Yeah, Mike Patton. Wow. Faith No More. Woo. Wow. The Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. Um, amazing fucking singer. Absolutely incredible. Um, the the hot the largest recorded range mm. in in rock and roll. The guy has a seven and a half octave range or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And listen to uh, and, and, and so incredibly versatile. Listen to stuff like Falling to Pieces, mm-hmm. uh, Midlife Crisis, and then go to Epic. Yep. Where yep. he becomes a rapper. Yep. And then uh, surprise, you're dead. Yes. And then you go to something as beautiful as their cover of Easy. Yeah. 
Mike Patton is fucking amazing. And I, I could have, I could have put him higher. I could have put Patton higher than number eight. I probably could have as well, but look at that. Two birds, one stone. And still only one shot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up, I'm up for another one probably. As uh, soon, oh, sooner right. or later. Who do you got at seven? No, not this one. This is this is the uh, singer of two of my favorite bands. Two. Two. It's rare to have like, you know, you, know, you get a singer that does two. Okay. I know who it is. Yep. Stone Sour and Slipknot. Corey Taylor. He's my number six. Yep. Yep. It's that Corey six. Taylor fucking gotta love yeah, it. I, I, you have to. Gotta love it. There's a song I never I never was real familiar with up until uh, the last, actually the last week. I've been doing like, uh, another thing I've been doing is I've just hit my daily mix on Spotify. Uh-huh. So I got a couple of little news podcasts and then some music. Right. right? There's a song. Hang on. Uh, what the fuck is the name of that song? Uh, ZZ something road. Hold on one second. This Spotify lookup is being brought to you by <laughs> by Spotify. <laughs> ZZ Y Z X road by Stone. Oh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that one. It's about life on the road. Okay. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Like, there's a line in there. Um, Corey talks about, I'll be home in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I'll only be home for three weeks. Like, they throw me a bone yeah. to bleed me again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking beautiful song. What album is that off of? I think I fucking heard that. Uh, what album is that on? Uh, shit, I just hit play. Set the Piano. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do know that one. That's off of fucking. Oh my god, their second one, I think. I'm not sure, but um, uh, uh, hang on. Uh, uh, come whatever may. That's okay. That's the one I have. It's off of Come Whatever May. Yeah. Um, great fucking album. Great band. Two great bands. Yes. yes. Uh, and I tell you what, I've seen Slipknot. There's only there's two bands. I've seen more times live than I've seen Slipknot. And that's Slayer and Mushroomhead. Oh wow. Every time I've seen Slipknot live has been a fucking experience. <laughs> it's rare that I've ever seen a front man hold a crowd in the palm of his hand the way Corey Taylor yeah. can. And and just the fact that he can go from Slipknot to Stone Sour. Yeah. I mean, two completely and different. And even stuff within Slipknot. Yeah. Well, yeah. go go from something like the Heretic Anthem to Snuff. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, or or go or with Stone Sour go from something like bother to thirty thirty one fifty. Yeah. Yes, or just yeah. like the, in between the song with Psychosocial. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that goes back and forth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like he he's he's doing the you know not really gutturals but he's screaming the verses and singing the choruses. Yep. You know, Psychosocial is one of my favorite fucking Slipknot yes, songs. Yes, it is. Love it. Love, uh, love Corey Taylor. Like I said, I have him at my number six. Who do you got at seven, Jim? Seven. New Jersey boy. Oh, no. What? You didn't. Bobby Blitz Thank Ellsworth. Nice. What did you oh, think I was going to put? Bon Jovi. I thought he was going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought he was going Bon Jovi, no. too. That fucking. He no. Went, he went to the Blitz. Wow. 
I didn't expect that. No, not from Jim. You know, I, I really feel bad because I told Jimmy Westerberg, <laughs> fucking get your popcorn. <laughs> you know, I, I told him, ooh, this is going to be a good one because I'm going to shit all over Jim. He's not letting me. <laughs> I'm kind of fucking upset about that. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but Bobby to Blitz Ellsworth, good pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, overkill is fucking overkill. Mm-hmm. If it was a big five... It's either Overkill or Testament. Yeah. Yes. Or actually, let's revamp the big four. We'll boot Metallica. And fuck it. We'll even boot Megadeth. Yeah, because they did Countdown to Extinction. That's... <laughs> right. <laughs> they, that, they slowed it down. Yeah, let's fucking... Let's put in Testament and Exodus. Yeah. But, oh my God. I fucking... Nothing bad to say about Bobby Ellsworth. Uh, the fucking guy from Testament was on my short list. Chuck Billy. Billy. Yeah. Oh, love me some Chuck Billy, yeah, I too. Yeah, He was on my short list. One day he's going to be able to afford a full mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having to carry it around all the time. I did that for a while. It gets annoying. <laughs> like just using a boom arm, it gets annoying. But, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't argue with Bobby DeBlitz Ellsworth. Uh, at my number seven, we had somebody we talked about already, Joey Belladonna. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we talked about Joey Belladonna. Great stuff. Um, I can't wait. February 4th, we get to see him again. Yeah, right. Oh, fuck, that's going to be fun. Who do you got at six? My number six, Joey Belladonna. Nice. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. See, now here's where the crossover is going to happen. I I ranked them up there because, I mean, everything, I just love everything from spreading the disease all the way up to persistence of time. Yeah. And the stuff of We Are Kings. I love seeing them live. Oh, for, oh for all kings. I, we've seen, I've seen Joey Belladonna so many times. I have I have a an autographed copy of For All Kings. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, when I saw them at Mayhem Festival, I saw them at Mayhem Festival, Charlie Benante was uh, home with his mom. Okay. His mom is when his mom yeah. had gotten sick. This must have been around the time that we Croc saw Rock. him at Croc Rock. Yeah. Well, they were well, they were touring on four for Four All Kings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to see them at Mayhem, and they didn't play on the main stage of Mayhem. They headlined the second stage. The the the, the main stage was the was the one and only time I've ever felt bad for asking Alexandria. <laughs> Because asking oh. the night we saw the day we saw that show, asking Alexandria opened the main stage, and I fucking hate that band with the white passion. <laughs> they fucking blow dog. Oh. Danny Worsnop is a fucking douchebag. Um, he would never make my top one thousand singers. Um, but I almost felt bad for them because they were directly before. Motorhead. Oh, oh right. damn! And yeah. following Motorhead was Slayer. You know what? They asked Alexander to come upstairs and say, we apologize and we are re- conceding the floor. Yes. But it was <laughs> like the main stage at Mayhem. What they did was what they did on that Mayhem tour was they alternated the opener on the main stage. Okay. Between like four bands that were that were co-headlining the second stage and asking Alexandria was one of them. And that's who was at Montage. Mm. But no. <laughs> they fucking they're directly before Motorhead. And then comes Slayer. 
Yeah. And then we finished the night with Slipknot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There was nobody there wanted to see fucking Asking Alexandria. <laughs> there, there might have no, been no. one person in the crowd. No, there wasn't. There, been there wasn't. One with a t-shirt. Like a winger shirt. <laughs> yeah. What the, what the hell was his name? Uh, Stuart. 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 There you go. But no, no, worse not. Oh, God. He was such a fucking douchebag because he knew nobody wanted to see him. <laughs> and like he, they got they le- legit got booed off stage at montage. Oh my lord! And then Motorhead came out and killed everybody. <laughs> but oh fucking Joey Belladonna, and he he was like so cool on stage. He's like, yeah, we don't want to. Like we were offered to play the main stage, but we want to play the second stage because this way we get to play longer and we get to get closer to you guys because you're the reason we're here and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Super fucking cool. Yeah. Best best, uh, thing about that show at Croc Rock is Jim's first mosh pit. And his first injury. injury from a mosh pit. Right. But yeah, that no, was, the, the injury wasn't from the mosh pit. The but, injury was from the crowd surf. That was also your first crowd, crowd surf. Curse, crowd surf, yes. <laughs> but that was my uh, that that was a cool show. I got uh, I got my autographed copy yeah. of Four All Kings at that show, mm-hmm. nice. and I got my autographed po- my my autographed poster, uh, Jägermeister poster from Kerry King. Oh boy, damn, yeah. <laughs> Jeepers, fucking KFK and Anthrax in the same day. Oh man, great fucking shit. All right, moving on. Well, um, well, I think we moved on. It was like, it was number six. Right? Oh yeah, you're number six, Jim. We already talked about this guy. My number six is Lane Staley. Lane, ah, uh, all right, love Lane. Great shit. Uh, number five, uh, my number six. We talked about Corey yep, Taylor. Corey Taylor. Um, can't I, can't say anything bad about Corey Taylor. Can't say anything bad about him. Good dude. Solid fucking yes. dude. Um. Oh shit! I gotta show you before you leave. Remind me. I will. I have, um, well, hang on. I'll tell the story real quick. Um, my buddy Lance went to see, like, he has connect. He has some connections with the Stone Sour organization. Okay. So I gave him, um, a copy of, I gave him, um, like, uh, some, uh, Slipknot CD insert to get signed by Corey. Yes. Uh, Oh. It was a Stone Sour show, so Corey wouldn't sign it. <laughs> but upstairs in my hutch, I have an autographed 8x10 of all the members of Stone Sour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I can't do it, you know, contractual shit, but here. Oh, he just gave it. Fucking signed it, had the rest of the band sign it. Nice. Yeah. Corey Taylor's a fucking cool dude. He's never forgot okay. where he came from. So it was a Stone Sour show, not a Cor- Slipknot show. No, it was a Stone Sour show. Okay, because yeah. I'm saying, wait a minute, did you get a Stone Sour poster yes. signed by Slipknot? No, no. I, tried, <laughs> I, tried to get, I tried to get a, sip, a Slipknot I got, I got CD you, yeah, case. A, yeah. a Slipknot, okay, got it. Yeah. All right, number five. Number five, this is going to be one that you're not going to expect from me. You're going to think it's probably controversial, but I do enjoy his... Yes, I know. All right, it's Robert Plant. Eh. Once again... Yeah, would have been there. I if I went, I, but I would I mean, have yeah, blown but, my fucking right. mind. But, but I, I mean, was stuff, not doing stuff that he 60s did. Stuff, shit. It's not sixties and seventies. Stuff that he did in the eighties, like uh, the hurting kind. <laughs> and, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, look. Yeah, uh, but I, you also I, have to, I, Robert. Like, yeah, but also Robert Plant is 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 instrumental. Sea of Love in in. Okay, who the hell did the Sea of Love? He was he was a singer in that band. Uh. Plant, Paige Plant, 
No, no, no. This is in no, the 80s. No, no. They're going to cover the page. But anyway, yeah, but, but Robert Plant, I couldn't deny him being on the list. I can. And because also, also, he was a voice of a whole, everybody knew he, exactly. He, he would have been definitely on my list had I opened up my Yeah, I did it, I did it mainly because I, I got into Robert Plant with his 80s stuff. See, now, it, it's one of those things. I've, I've said this before. I will never downplay the talent of the guys in Led Zeppelin. Okay? Mm-hmm. I won't downplay the talent. Pay, uh, Jimmy Page, great guitar player. John Paul Jones, great bass player. John Bonham, great drummer. Mm-hmm. Robert Plant, amazing singer. Yes. But I would never put him in my top 20. I had to. I, 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 mean, I, just, whatever. I, I would have had to as well. Cause I'm I, 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 okay. I'm yeah. not a Zeppelin fan. Yeah. So. No, neither am I. That, but that's what I'm saying. He's that good. He transcends. No, he's not that he good. He transcends. He, he's not. Being he's, a fan. He's not good enough to make my top 20. He, uh, in a band I don't like. He won a Grammy a few years back for a fucking country album. Yeah. Versatile, too. See? Ah, eh, well. There's better. But just remember, I am the voice of the people, so. You know, you're the voice of the fucking brain dead. Who do you got at five? Page and Plant was. A good album, and they did it something else after that, but I can't fucking remember what it was. Um, I have somebody I can't believe nobody mentioned at all yet. Um, we talked about him not today, but uh, over the past few weeks. Um, he's known as a bit of an asshole. Uh, Sebastian Bach. Overrated. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I. The, the, the reality of it is there's three albums. Correct. And two of which people know about. Correct. Because nobody knows shit after fucking Slave yeah, to the Ground. I, I, think, I fucking love Slave to the Ground. I know. But I think if he was that good of a... He would have had a better, like, a solo career. No. When you're that big of a douchebag... <laughs> yeah, but he... Just, nobody nobody he, wanted he, to no, touch him. He made himself a fucking pariah. Yeah. Snake Sabo said he would rather disband Skid Row than ever work with that man again. Really? Yes. Because there's been offers on the table... For them to get back together, and Sebastian's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> well, yeah, and Snake Sabo looking at the dollar sign. Snake Sabo and Rachel Bolin are like, "No fucking way!" Oh my, nope, nah. He's he's an overrated singer, but a a, a fucking great singer, but yeah. overrated. He's there were eighty singers that were better than him. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Oh, I love Slave to the Grind. Yeah, great record. All right, my number five. Now we're getting into the meat of the matter. Mm-hmm. Bruce Dickinson. Oh, he is my number four. I'm not saying what number he is. The the, <laughs> the air raid siren. I knew there yes. I knew there'd be crossover here. Oh yeah. Um, That's why I said the top. Five. Going back, going back even to the Samson days. If you listen, if you find that stuff on like YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. his band before Maiden when he was Bruce Bruce. Yes. Uh, you go back, find the Samson stuff, and then you get to Number of the Beast, and it all fucking takes off from there. Yeah, and he is still got it. Yes, he does. Like I watched, I just saw them. Well, um, shit, I saw him a few years ago before Mark passed away. Him and I went and saw Maiden down in Philly, mm-hmm. and like. He, the dude's in his fucking 60s and still hitting those notes in Aces High. Mm-hmm. And they're opening with Aces High. Yes, that's, they got they got the catalog. Oh, they've got, they it, got um, the catalog. Oh, uh, uh, fucking A, they do. 
Uh, and he was really the voice that Steve Harris needed mm-hmm. for to do what he wanted to do. Yes. You know, Har- Harris had the, the idea. He just needed the voice to translate it. And Paul Diano was not that voice. No. Mm-mm. Paul Diano was a punk singer. Yep. Yeah. All yes. right. So, all right. Moving on to number four. Who do you got? Yeah, num- number the, the top four is going to be Zazi. You got okay. We Ozzie, talked about yeah, Ozzy because I mean, from everything from Black Sabbath, um, and even his best album, Ultimate Sin. Four, four, number four. I won't. I I, I won't argue. Yeah. yeah, I won't either. He is. He. I. I love absolutely love 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 Ozzy, from Rock and Roll Doctor. Yeah. You know, all the way up to Killer of Giants and beyond. Yeah. Good stuff. And even his newest stuff, it, Under it, the Graveyard. Great song. Yeah. Uh, love Ozzy. Who do you got it for, Jim? Uh, Dickinson. Okay, so we got Bruce Dickinson at yep. number four. My number four is one that you guys won't have on your lists. I'd be willing to bet. Um, he originally came onto the scene in the London stage production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I know who you're saying. Ian Gillen. I almost did it, okay. but All once right. again, I wasn't going. Ian Gillen of Deep Purple. All right. Yeah. Fuck, I almost did it. Listen to uh l- listen to his stuff. Like go go onto YouTube and find anything from his portrayal of Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ Superstar. All right. The only guy I've heard do the G- do Jesus Christ Superstar that well is the guy who was Jesus in the movie, Ted Neely. Okay. And I'm jealous because my friend Nick Massington just got to go and see the 50th anniversary tour screening of Jesus Christ Superstar and fucking meet Ted Neely. I thought I was going to spill something there. And fucking meet Ted Neely. Yeah. But uh, Ian Gillen, amazing singer. And if you if Jesus if musicals aren't your thing, listen to Space Truckin', yes. Child in Time, mm-hmm. Woman from Tokyo, any of his shit with Deep Purple. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fucking unreal singer. Love me some Ian Gillen. Yeah. All right, top three. Here we go. Top three, and I get to be the first one to say his name. Uh-huh. And the only reason is this low is because of Jugulator, Rob Halford. Okay. My number three as well. I have Halford at two. Yeah, see, I knew that was going to be. shit. Yeah, and I said, I, like, Rock and Roll is not my favorite album, but mm-hmm. I mean, Scream of Vengeance, Pain, uh, uh, British Steel, uh, great album. He almost said Painkiller. Yeah. yeah, I almost, no, Painkiller. Painkiller is a great <laughs> album. Pain, no. no, it is not. Damn yes, it. it is. Turbo, awesome album. I don't care what anybody says. That is my, a good album. My least favorite Tur- Priest album. Turbo is a great album. You know, oddly enough, you know what I think my favorite Judas Priest album is? Hmm. Take a wild guess. The one with the beast on the cover? No. Uh, or Unleashed in the East. British Steel. No. Oh. You're closer. Well, that Unleashed in the East is number two. My favorite Priest album, I think, believe it or not, is Point of Entry. Okay. Hmm. Little, little more obscure. Yeah. But there's some. I mean, there's some shit on there that you know everybody knows, like Hot Rockin', um, heading out to the highway. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's some deep shit on there, like Turning Circles. Uh, Solar Angels is on there. Desert Plains, which is probably my favorite Priest song. I love Desert Plains. Love me some Rob Halford. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he did some great stuff. Winter Songs, his solo album. 
Oh, that's we, his Christmas. All record. of his Christmas music. Oh dear lord. Rob Halford singing Christmas music had to make the Christians. Him go, and Dolly Parton performed together. Had to make the Christians go. Oh, and also, him and uh, Maria Brink did a duet, Black Wedding. Nice. It is an ob- is a beautiful song. Black Wedding, those two. I have to check that out. Yes. Um, And then let's not not forget about his other bands, too. Um, When he left Priest, Mm -hmm. he had a band together called Fight. Correct. (laughs) Fucking Fight was really good. Uh, They were were a really good band. And then he did a project with John Five. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were were just called Two. And I I love me some Rob Halford. Got nothing, nothing bad to say about Halford. Who do you got at three, Jim? Uh, Rob Halford. Okay. Look at so, that. See that? All right. And like I said, he's my number two. So my number three, I got the Sam first. Yeah. Ronnie James Dio. Dio. RJD going back to the, well, if, if you want to get technical, going back to Elf. Elf. Okay. Which essentially fucking became Rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Um, going back to his shit with Rainbow. Um, he is... The dude is like the dude was like five three, yeah, and five foot one of it was lungs. <laughs> yeah, the guy was amazing, such a powerful voice, and you know I would have loved to have seen what Rainbow could have done if Blackmore wouldn't wanted wouldn't have wanted to go in a more commercial vein, mm-hmm. you know, and what, that's when he brought on Graham Bonnet and they yeah. did the Down to Earth record or not Down to Earth. Yeah, Down to Earth, that has Since You've Been Gone and all that shit on it, which is a great record. And JoLynn Turner, who was after Graham Bonnet and Rainbow, almost made my list because I love the Graham Bonnet stuff with Rainbow or the JoLynn yeah. Turner stuff with yeah. Rainbow, yeah. too. I love Rainbow. But fucking Ronnie Dio, man, and then his stuff with Sabbath was stellar yep. and his, his solo catalog. Heaven and Hell was the first... Sabbath album I even knew about. Yeah. And then, of course, I was in Ozzy early on, so it's like, I didn't know Ozzy from Sabbath. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, I, I knew Dio was Sabbath to me. Okay. And it's like, I then I, you know, Heaven and Hell with Neon Nights. And, and I mean, his beautiful songs. And then when I heard the early stuff, I was like, oh, Ozzy does it much differently. <laughs> yeah. And then you have his solo stuff. Yeah. Even, like, everybody knows Holy Diver mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But if you get on to to some of his later stuff like he does this song that was uh he wrote as a tribute to james dean called the wild one okay that's a great fucking tune um hungry for heaven awesome song hmm. what album is lock up the wolves on lock, that's lock up the wolves oh that's actually the album okay. yeah that's the album um fucking amazing singer love ronnie james dio not anybody anybody who says anything bad about ronnie james dio we fighting oh yeah Definitely. All right. So, who's your number two? Then? Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. As I said, I love. I love the guy. From first, I heard, and I think I still have the cassette. It's a beaten up old cassette of Heaven and Hell, and my God, I mean, I wore that shit out. Yeah. It's just. And it's then, it's such a good album. And then and then I got, of course, I have like a lot of his solo stuff. I never heard anything from Elf. It's, I think I might have listened on YouTube, but yeah. I never really sat and listened to it. There's a documentary. Um, there's a documentary. I think it's on Showtime about Dio. Mm-hmm. I'll find the name of it for you. It's really good. I watched it. Uh, I, I watched it. It's really good. And it goes back to like his really early days when he was singing in like fucking 
essentially doo-wop bands. Holy shit. Yes. Yep, and I don't care what Gene Simmons says, Dio invented the horns. Yeah, it's the Maloik. Yep. Dio invented yes. them. And, that, and that's end of story. It's it's the Maloik. It's warding off the evil eye. Yep. His grandmother did that. Yes. Ward off the evil eye. You know, I, I fucking love it. Um can't argue with that. Who you got at number two, Jim? It's gonna be expected. It's Chris Cornell. Okay. No problem. No, no, nothing. Nothing wrong with it. Why he looks at me like I'm going to be the accusatory one? When nothing, you're, the, nothing. you're the one. You're the one. <laughs> not me. I'm not confrontational. Chris Cornell. I, I guess I had him on earlier on my list, and I, I, I can't fucking shit on Chris Cornell. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. He's that good. My number two was Rob Halford. Yeah. You know, once again, can't shit on Halford. Nope. You know, it's like, I, and this is fucked up. This is how gatekeepy the metal community can be. You remember when Halford came out? Yeah. I had people in my circle that, oh, I ain't fucking listening to Priest. He's fucking gay, fucking queer. Oh, my God. Yes. I heard the same thing. Yeah, because Rob Halford happens to be a gay man. I said, you know what? I don't care. It's not like you didn't. That... It's not like people should have been surprised. It was the least. It was the worst kept secret in heavy metal. Yeah, but did I care? No. The guy is the. the, the there's a reason they call him the metal god. Yeah, yeah. and he you know? still is. Yeah, fucking now that dude's in his seventies. Yeah, and is still singing "Victim of Changes." Oh yeah. Oh. And I'll tell I'll tell you when you when you listen, I think, and I'm gonna, and I mean, I don't know. I think some of the songs that he he played, um, like these chains. Oh God! If you listen to these chains after you know he was what he was hiding all those years, mm-hmm. it takes on a whole new meaning. You ain't fucking kidding. And it is and like, it's still see, such a beautiful. See, song. that's 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 something else. Some people had said to me, "Oh, you." They brought up these chains. Yeah. Okay. And the lyrics to that song are fucking beautiful. Okay. I don't care that he wrote it about a fucking dude. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a beautiful goddamn Absolutely song. Absolutely beautiful song. I move away. Don't do me no good. 3,000 miles don't help like I thought it would. Help me. I'm begging you, please. You've got the power. I'm down on my knees. Give me some kind of life. Leave me be. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't know the song. I know it's a beautiful, beautiful fuck. Song. I got oh god, I love that song. That's off of uh, shit. That's that off, off of tur- Down to Earth. Okay, wait or not Down to Earth? Turbo? Uh, no, that's off. That's off a of Point of Entry. Point of Entry. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, great fucking. Book. I know, I know. Priest albums more by their album covers. Cover. Right. Yes. It's like I know the you know I know Rabbit Down's cover. Yeah. What is the one with the the. Techno looking lion on it now. Uh, that that's gonna bother me. Defenders of the faith. That's it. Defenders that of the faith. That is it. Yes. Defenders <laughs> of. The, and then before that, the one before that was the yellow one with the hellion on it, screaming, screaming for, for vengeance. vengeance. Yes. Yes. Uh, Rock God. and roll was a soda pop. Yep. I had an original pressing of that on the British label. Okay. On uh, what the fuck was it? I can't even remember the name of the goddamn. The, the name of the guy, uh, Gull Records. Okay. I had an original pressing of that on Gull Records. Uh, oh, fuck. Great record. Um, there's a, there's video from them on the old gray whistle test doing rock a Oh, my. Yeah. Good shit. Oh, 
fuck. I guess we're at number one. We're, who's up? You hey. are. Well, my number one is obvious, Bruce Dickinson. Okay, we Get, talked about him. Yeah. Yep. I mean, of all, of all the top band, I mean, Iron Maiden. I got into relatively early, and I just love his singing voice all the way through. And I gotta say, Killers is the one album I don't really. Eh, it's that one's the only one that because I know that's the original singer. That's Deanna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the I like the stuff. I like the Deanna stuff. Um, you go back to band, to songs like Women in Uniform, uh, more uh, Sanctuary, shit like that. Um, th- it's it's great shit, and Dickinson does it well, and Dickinson actually does it better than fucking Deano did mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, like they still play some of the sh- they still play Iron Maiden every night. Yeah, you know, they still play that. They still play fucking Running Free. Wrathchild, stuff like that. Murders in the Room Org. Occasionally they break out. But fuck, Dickinson is just um, unreal. Yes. Unreal. And one of the most entertaining live singers I, I, I ever saw. I, 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 he's fun. Like, he'll do, he does a bunch of costume changes during the show. I've seen that. Like, yes. when they do the trooper, he goes and puts the red coat out, comes out with the Union Jack. Yep. yep. Um, he threw. Uh, he used to wear like a Crazy World of Arthur Brown uh, mask, you know, like the metal mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For uh, what the hell was that? I can't re- can't remember the fucking song. But now he wears a lucha mask during it. <laughs> yeah, Dickinson's fun. Dickinson has a lot of fun uh, live, and and he flies the plane. Yeah, he yeah. flies Ed Force One. Uh, who do you got at number one? I have him here because of his versatility. We talked about him before. I have Corey Taylor as number one. If somebody were to tell me, yeah. Yeah. and I remember this seeing this question posed one time, if somebody were to tell me I'm making a band, who would you have as your lead singer? I flat out would say Corey Taylor. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I, I can't argue with Corey Taylor being at the top of the list. He's that versatile, that good. Yeah. And... He is more than a singer. He is a front man. That dude is fucking badass. And so now we're at my number one. Oh, boy. We talked about him already. Jeff Tate of Queensryche. Oh, wow. My favorite singer, like, like looking at this completely objectively. Yeah. I can listen to Jeff Tate. On an endless loop. I love all of Queensryche's stuff mm-hmm. up until uh, probably Q2K. And even then, even after that, there was some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Mind Crime 2 is not bad. But he's a, he's a situation like Sebastian Bach with the ego. Yeah. Um, like, he ran Chris DeGarmo out of the band. When did they, when did they get rid of him? What five Eight. six years ago, maybe longer. Yeah, I think it was longer. Yeah, than so that. it's been longer than that because they both run the Queensrÿche name. No, they don't. Oh, they don't anymore. No, Tate cannot use it. Oh, he, no shit. Tate cannot use the name Queensrÿche. But here, this is the the fucking weird shit about it. Tate cannot use the name Queensrÿche. Chris, uh, Mike Wilton, and Scott Rockenfeld and Eddie Jackson own the name. Okay. Okay. Chris DeGarmo is no longer in the band who was the found, other founding guitar player. He he quit the band years ago and became a fucking private pilot. 
Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, he left. And I don't even think Scott Rockenfeld is with the band anymore. Rockenfeld, an incident between Rockenfeld and Jeff Tate was the impetus for Tate getting booted. Okay. They were playing some festival in South America. They were about five minutes from going on stage. And Jeff Tate came up and started bitching at Scott Rockenfeld and spit in his face. Wow. Like, legit. Free, not a little bit of slobber yeah, yeah, for yeah. Legit spit in his face. Mm. And they booted him. They, you know, you got to go. Yeah. And I guess he was he was assaulting other band members. And his wife was trying to weasel her way in as the band's new manager and this and that. No, it's a whole big Lord. fucking, big fucking turmoil. Drama. Yeah. yeah. So they, at one point, they were both touring. There were two entities touring as Queensryche. One yeah. led by one led by Mike Wilton and the rest of the actual band. One led by Jeff Tate, and the the guys that have the control of the name now, they hired a guy named Todd Latour, mm-hmm. who's a f- another phenomenal singer. But Jeff Tate, part of the settlement is what now tours as Queensrÿche. They cannot play Operation Mindcrime in its entirety. No shit. Oh, jeez. Tate owns that. Oh, my. Tate. It's a, it's a messy divorce. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Tate was touring uh, as it was Jeff Tate's Operation Mindcrime, and they were doing Mindcrime in its entirety. I got you. But now they, uh, like, part of the settlement, Queensryche cannot play Mindcrime in its entirety. They can play parts. Correct. They can play songs from it. But they cannot play the whole fucking piece. <laughs> and you know the wow. worst part is it's probably somebody's job to make sure both bands aren't doing shit. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what lawyers are for. Damn. But yeah, um, I I have Jeff Tate as my number one. I I absolutely love his voice. It's fucking. He's got. Listen, to, if you want a perfect example in one song of what Jeff Tate can do, listen to Sweet Sister Mary. Mm, yes, definitely. It's like the, the it, it, there's operatic elements to it. He gets down low um, and then he gets up high. He uses all parts of his range in that song. And the fucking writing of that is brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, um, Jeff Tate, my number one guy. Yep. See, and we got through there's a couple of names. I'm not surprised they get listed, though. What's that? Alice Cooper. Uh, Cooper mm. Cooper was there shortlisted. Was, yeah, there was so many. I wanted to talk about Christopher Domin, but I I just, he he does a he's the band Domin, and he, is, is that my phone or yours? Oh, mine. All right, he does, he's in a band Domin, which is another one of those typo negative type bands. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't justify putting up up there. Yeah, although I could say say you should have replaced Vince Neil. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, there, there were so many that I wanted to put on, yeah. but I couldn't. Like I, I was, you know, moving guys up and down and up and down. Pete Steele, yep, I would have loved to put on my list. I had, you know, I had other guys short, short listed. Billy Vallow of him, yep, was on my yes. short list. Yeah, I had Bon Scott. I had, yeah, it was just Chuck uh, Billy was short listed. Yeah, yep. It was this was this was like one of the more different. I I agonized over this list for two fucking weeks. Yeah, this was this was good. This was this was oh. very good, and I I'm really really shocked that I didn't have to hear Cobain. 
<laughs> or Eddie Vedder. Or Eddie Vedder. He shocked at the word. I'm just. I was, I'm. In fact, strangely, I'm disappointed. I didn't get to yell. Better at. singers than 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 them on my list. But that's not what you talk about all the time. It doesn't matter what I talk about. You just say that he Holy can't sing. Holy shit! You're and t- I say, now you're talking like me. What about? <laughs> it doesn't matter it's, what I talk it about. It doesn't matter what I say. It's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> let's do guitar players next. Jesus Christ! No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keyboardists. No. It'll be an easier list. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't do that. Oh, oh fuck. I, oh, that, this, this, I, mean, I, I always say if we did something like this, you got to bring it up by genre. Yeah. My God. We, we almost should do that. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was actually pretty fun. That was fun. So. It hurt my brain. All right. Next. Hurt mine too. Next week, we're going to be back to normal and just talk about whatever comes into our heads. Football. We're going to talk about. How to win a fantasy oh football my. trophy. No, we're not. God. No, come on. That's over. No, but it's a, That's good, over. But it's a good story. We're, we're going to talk about... How about the fucking Jaguars? I shut that game off at halftime, right? My we, dad's on a cruise. Yeah, you told us. Oh, my fucking God. And, and I, I would have missed the fucking game. See, I... the It was... It was one of those... You know the hold my beer memes? Yes. Somebody made one <laughs> with Matt Ryan and then Justin Herbert. Because <laughs> of the Falcons blowing the lead, now Justin Herbert blows this. Now the more impressive feat in this was not blowing a twenty-point lead or twenty-seven-point lead, whatever the lead was at one point. Yeah, at one point it was twenty-seven to seven, twenty-seven nothing, I think. Yes, I think. So blowing a twenty-seven-point lead. The most impressive thing in this, and this is an NFL record, the San Diego Chargers. Man or L.A. Chargers? Yes, I'm. I still call them. Yeah, the fucking Chargers. The Chargers managed to lose a playoff game with a plus five turnover differential. That means they had five takeaways and zero giveaways. Four interceptions in the first half. Yeah, four interceptions in the first fucking half, and they still (laughs) lost to a guy that looks like Dollar Store Fabio. You you want to come out? You want to come out and, and, and have a short... That was, talk about a short memory. He came out and he was on fire in the second half. Oh, yeah. Fucking Trevor Lawrence was Trevor Lawrence was fucking on fire. Yeah. I, I think what happened was at halftime, Josh McDaniels came, flew in from fucking Vegas I saw a meme and, like started, that. and started calling Home plays place. for the fucking... <laughs> for the Chargers. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck that clown, too. Ooh. Oh, and now the speculation has already started as to who's going to be playing quarterback for Vegas next year. And, of course, Tom Brady's name has been bandied Just about. Just fucking retire. Well, here's the thing. With Vegas's weak offensive line, a 47-year-old immobile Tom Brady is not a good idea. No. It's going to be bad. Brady won mobile at 27. Going to be dead. And you know the other, the, other, the other interesting name that's been kicked around to show up in Vegas next year? And I wouldn't mind seeing this. Lamar Jackson. Really? Yep, his contract's up. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar in silver and black. I I might I might have to pay attention in the off season. You you should, Derek Carr. But, Der- but if I don't pay attention, these things happen. Der- oh, God. Derek Carr, like there's been a, a few landing spots bandied about for him too. Um, number one is Tampa. 
Okay. And they're also talking about him going to the Commanders, the Jets, the uh, the Titans. Probably the Titans. Yeah. And uh, the Texans. Jesus. Or some of the places. Wherever Derek Carr goes, I hope he does well. Yeah. Um, and you know, for one for one reason, he's a good he's a good fucking. Look at the person. fucking prick taking pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, uh, next week I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, whichever way it goes. I'm sure we'll talk about the 49ers Cowboys game. I'm sure we will. Um, and you better talk nice about the winners of that game. That's all I'm saying. Uh, as long as you do. Of course I will. Oh, of course yeah, I will. Oh, sure you we'll will. We'll see. You know what? I get. I I like this because I get to be. The, <laughs> I get to be the impartial, In, obje- independent. The, the impartial. No, first off, as long as there's not any bullshit referee calls, okay? Because they they you're already making uh, wait. They wait. favor the 49ers. You're already all the making excuses. Time. I have another friend of mine making excuses. Well, you Who's know, making excuses. The Niners played on Saturday. The Cowboys had to play on Sunday. So. And then they had to fly in, so the Niners actually got two extra rest days than the Cowboys. No, I'm not talking about how, how did they get two extra rest days when they played a day earlier? Look, the 49ers didn't have to fly; they played home. What? Well, yeah, they played Saturday because they were they won their fucking division. Yes, do better, Dallas. Well, hang on a second. First off, if you look at a lot of the ref calls for 49ers games this year, they've been a bit skewed to the 49ers. No, they haven't. Almost like... Almost no, how like, many fucking games did you watch? Like, how many Niners games did you watch? None. Hey, wait, wait. Hang on, boys. We're two hours and 15 minutes deep. Okay. Let's All cut right. this Don't off. Start. start your shit with me. All right. So, until next week, uh, when we get to really talk about football, and I'm sure this is going to get good. Um, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm your champion, Bill. Oh, my God. I'm Jim. See you later, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs>